All right, everyone, welcome back to the Whatever the Fuck This Is podcast. This is episode four now. I am Alex, or on the internet, I go by Big Doink Boy. And my co host, as always, uh, Dylan. I know about paraplegics and Jeep Wranglers. Paraplegics and Jeep Wranglers. Any questions on those? Email Big Doink Boy Business, or I'll just give out Dylan's personal cell phone number. Yeah. You can just text him there. It's 226. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. It starts, and today we are joined by special guest, well, yeah, super special guest, I would almost even have to say, Tim is Woo. making his return. Tim, take it away. How you been, man? I mean, I'm flattered. What can I say? <laughs> He's back. The prodigal son has returned. Did you know he actually has the power of flight? I didn't know that till today. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, just cruised on over here, you know? Flew right in through the window. He was like a fucking genie. <laughs> yeah. Broke was. a lot of glass and uh, <laughs> cut a lot of skin. Yeah, all my cat's paws, they're bleeding profusely. <laughs> Please send a veterinarian this way. This is this is it. That's all that there is. This is the one. I think after this, it's just featuring Tim every time. Yeah, this <laughs> is, There's no more guests. I think this should be Tim's podcast. I think Tim <laughs> just no got knighted as a host. I think <laughs> one more podcast and Tim's a borderline host. I'll give him borderline. my H6. I'll give him my, my microphones. I'll give him he my already mic. owns it. He owns my mic. I don't know. It's leased <laughs> through him. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go through the topics of uh, quick things before we start the podcast. Uh, in speedrunning, I am finally back to speedrunning Super Mario 64. Woo! It's been a hell of a break, and I was more than happy to jump back into it, doing BLJs up the stairs, backwards blowjobs, you know. They're great. <laughs> um, I actually, on my first real run, go in with the new strats. Almost PB'd. Died. Invisible wall was really unfortunate. People were laughing at me, calling me short. I'm not short. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's very tall. If there's anyone short here, it's me. Okay, guys? All right? Yeah, don't call me short, man. Enough cool. Call my friend Dylan short, all right? No one so else. So we hit a 23.05, about 30 seconds off my PB. So sooner or later, the PB's coming. Anybody who's actually watching, be patient. It will come. I promise you, I'm way better offline in practice than I am on stream. Got to use those new uh, owlist strats. Yeah, new owlist. New, uh, but I wouldn't say better because I saw it from Simple Flips, and uh, he did the owlist strat from Thwomp, and I think I'm actually going to implement it in my run because it it will save about a minute. It'll take me killing Thwomp off the star list, which is probably the longest star in Womps. Mm-hmm. And then it womps, guys. It is. It's Shout a, out to Recess. That star just womps, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And recently in the Super Smash Brothers community, a uh, few big tournaments have passed. Uh, I don't think we talked about it last time, but the first Smash Ultimate Summit happened. Um, I believe MK Leo won. And um, most of the Smash 4 pros just transferred over and are leading the game in Smash Ultimate right now. But. I think the game is a lot better to watch than it is Smash 4 because I, of the edge guarding and the spikes. I don't know. I haven't watched a lot of Smash Ultimate. I, I think I've laid off. And I the same thing when it happened with Smash 4. Like, there was still melee going on. So I was just like, uh, I've heard a lot of backlash about Smash 4. A lot of people that I didn't care about was playing Smash 4. Mm -hmm. The only person that I knew was Zero. And even then, I was like, hmm. I'm not a big fan of Zero. Yeah. Shout out to Zero. Zero's like the worst. Like, why would you want him as your figurehead? He's just like, he, he brought himself into that community. 
like with some stupid scarf bullshit and he's fucking his whole twitch thing is like oh i'm join the scarf army like, i'm the guy who that wears is the scarf that i'm is the, the only guy in the world that wears scarves okay i have ever seen who the fu- what the fuck is the scarf army if i already me as a single human being with no weapons and no even thoughts of violence would win against the scarf army in a world war okay <laughs> All We're any, raging war right now against Scarf any Army. Any Scarf Army motherfucker, it, even if you are the real person, I, I could probably still beat you. I'm not even I'm not even that big. Yeah, I'm like true. a twig. I could break your neck. <laughs> Anybody from the here, Scarf folks. Army, if you want to fight me, you can find me somewhere. Just ask everybody. Echo location. Can, Use your fucking echo location or write it on. Read the Scarf. Go on askjeeves.com, type in Big Doink Boy. It'll give you my exact address to where I live and sleep every night. You better listen. You better meet me there. (laughs) And you tell me, you're from the Scarf Army? We're throwing down, bitch. Have you ever used Ask Jeeves? No. I've heard of it. I never used it, though. (laughs) Have you? How do you you get Ask Jeeves? That's the question. Is it still on the web? I think it's just a browser. I think it's just a web page. Is it a browser or is it an off-browser? Like, I... When I see like the format of Ask Jeeves, I always think mm-hmm. about like Yahoo or something. So yeah. I wonder if it's like an, an off brand of Yahoo. Or maybe even Ask Jeeves was bought by Yahoo just so they can be like, we got rid of Ask Jeeves. I think you're they were actually friends. bought by Yahoo. Like, I know you're just memeing that, but I'm pretty sure they were bought by Yahoo. Shout outs to Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Ask Jeeves, bring it back, man. Bring it back. Can we Google? get Jeeves on the podcast? <laughs> hey, is Jeeves like a real person? Can I, if, if I get him on the podcast and ask him, what the length of a certain porn video is. Is he going to know? Because AskJeeves.com would know. I need to if know if Jeeves I can himself... find a full video of this one porn that I found on 4chan. Like, no one would give me sauce, and I really need to know. But Jeeves, I know I can always rely on Jeeves. Too. Before we dive too deep into Jeeves, MK Leo, congrats on winning the Smash, Smash Summit. Ultimate Summit. Yeah. I thought that Zach Ray had the best performance of the weekend, being a young Korean boy. Or a Japanese boy who doesn't speak any English. He performed very well at the tournament. So I thought... Even with the deficit of not knowing how to speak English. <laughs> yeah, even with the deficit of not being able to talk to a single person there. I'm pretty sure he plays fifth. That's not bad. And he's like 15 or something. Wow. Well, you mm-hmm. know, like they're getting young. They you are, know, man. You know what they say. No, I don't know what they say. That, that, was a, that, was like a, that was like a lead into pedophilia, but like, I didn't know how to bring There's it there. Total dead I should have just said. I should have just said pedophilia. <laughs> you know what they say. Pedophilia. pedophilia. <laughs> All right. So now moving on, I want to go back into this Jeeves for a second. I actually want to talk about Womps. Oh, Womps? I'm, I know all about Womps. Have you guys go? ever watched um, Recess? Were you guys familiar with Recess? Yes. Like the TV show Recess? I yeah. owned like every season of Recess. Oh, so like we got some seasoned veterans of recess here well i mean i don't remember most of it but i'm the only thing i really remember was who's the dude in the red hat Fuck, what's the dude name? in the red hat yeah tj tj yeah yeah him the man he's the boy um i remember when he had his own like trading card business or something that's right he he, he he started hanging out with the one guy who like dealt everyone things yeah and he got into that little spy academy where like they had like a whole factory just based on like I don't know. So, anyways, there was no. This, I remember. There I was remember. this one episode where they were talking about, like, Womps was the huge thing. Like, you'd always TJ would be like, "Oh man, this Womps," and there were 
they started censoring it like not the tv show itself but like i remember one of the teachers or the principal was like that's a bad word we don't know what it means but it sounds really bad and he's like no i, I mean i'm just saying it womps and they're like <gasps> womps <laughs> translates to like an ethnic slur yeah it's just terrible it's um, just absolutely horrible but like i'm surprised that no one uses like especially in our generation like womps like i think it had like an, enough cultural impact to like where it could have been like I think one of those things, but I think everyone was just afraid to be that guy who started the saying from recess. I think that was the thing. You watch recess, but I mean, like I feel like anyone I know, and I, if I asked them, I was like, "Have you watched recess?" They'd be like, "Fuck yeah, dude! Oh, fuck yeah, I watched recess." Bro. I don't think there's any negative connotation to recess, but I, I think it's like, like it's like the word gags. Where it's like, <laughs> like using it as substitute for jokes, it's like it works, yeah, it's but it's a little of like a goofy kind of like. I yeah. got you with that kicker there. <laughs> Hit you with some of my gags. Swamped <laughs> on you. Hit you with a practical joke. Man, this swamps guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like, I mean, like possibly. It's like that kid who wants the to be with the popular kids. He's like there. He's like, yeah, guys, this fucking swamps. <laughs> <laughs> if someone, but like legitimately, if someone said that to me in a conversation, I'd be like, man. Like, they didn't say it, like, there was no ironicness. Mm -hmm. They just straight up said, yeah, man, like, this womps. I'd be like, I love you. <laughs> I feel like it'd go one or two ways. It'd be like, what the fuck? Or it'd be <laughs> like, dude, you're tight. <laughs> yeah. Dude, like, have you ever seen you, that one vine? You know stuff. That one vine with, uh, where he's like, hey, man, is that guy cool? And he's like, yeah, he's cool. He's with me. And he's like, hey, man, what's your favorite superhero? And then the guy's like. Uh, Matilda, and he's like, yeah, he's cool. <laughs> it'd be like, it'd be that kind of level of like, pretty cool. <laughs> that guy, he knows some stuff. Yeah, Matilda's like my favorite superhero, obviously. <laughs> yeah, who's your favorite Superman? Or Superman? Oh boy, who's I'd say favorite my favorite su Superman is Superman. <laughs> uh, my favorite Superman is specifically 1990s two Superman. If you even <laughs> fuck with me on the Supermans, I swear to God, your family will go missing. You fuck with my Superman. Specifically, Superman for the 64. That was Ooh. the best Superman. All these content creators, they shit on that game. But have you ever seen one play it? I'm thinking there's a fucking conspiracy theory here. No, it, it was a shit game. I, yeah, I tried <laughs> it, and it was definitely shit. Not to the level... Like, some people made it out like it was impossible. But it was definitely like, what the hell's going on here? I saw the end of the game. Like, I mm. watched, like, the finish of it. And there was, like, this, like word like it like had like a document like a paragraph of like congratulations you beat the game it's just like I, I don't want that to be my finish of the superman i'm just surprised that somebody actually beat that game like <laughs> i i just thought people like loaded the first level and was like oh yeah this is just a mistake like, <laughs> i just figured that that was like kind of unanimous <laughs> oh oh I don't want to play this. <laughs> the game company comes out. They're like, no, guys, we, we're really happy with this. Like, <laughs> yeah. we worked so hard on this. So some guy's like, yo, this isn't a joke. <laughs> yo, you meant to put this one out? Oh, okay, okay, okay. You guys that, like this one? The door's that way? Oh, all right. <laughs> well, I think it's definitely, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's the worst N64 game. It definitely not the worst. Like, I'm not too familiar with 64, but I know you two have. I know that you have quite an extensive collection of. Uh, my Super Nintendo collection is. Oh, good. that's right, that's right. Nintendo I you had 64. A, I you played 64. Not too well. Mm. Yeah, See, I don't know. I don't think I've played a worse one than Superman 64, but I haven't played too many. 
I wasn't wasn't a fan of uh, Glover sixty four. It wasn't really mm. that didn't catch me. Um, You're gonna bring Glover into this. <laughs> I know. I I'm gonna hold, go ahead and talk about. I Glover. feel bad throwing dirt on the Glover name, that esteemed franchise, but <laughs> such it's it's probably ha- it has such deep connected lore to like human reality and human existence and human struggle, mm-hmm. um, and to the point where they just they narrate it through um, terrible obstacles. Yeah. Like bad gaming and terrible obstacles. <laughs> you know what game? And I really connect with that. You know what game I think, like, you know that person that you just, like, in every sense of the way that you think of, that you just want to stay away from? Those people play Fusion Frenzy. I think that is just unanimous. Are you talking about, like, that puzzle game on, on Xbox? On, on the Xbox? On yeah. Xbox if you played that game for more than 30 hours, you should be on, like, a, a watch list. <laughs> Like the FBI, I'm pretty sure that's the whole purpose of that being free on the Xbox 360. Like that was the only free game that you can get on. <laughs> Just FBI ops, <laughs> dude. Literally, when you sign up, I think now there should be a disclaimer warning. It's like this game will change you. This game will transform you into a person your parents now, did not want you to be. I must admit, I did play that game a little bit. What is it? It's a puzzle game. Like, um, basically, you rotate, like. Hexagons, Tet- Tetris-ish. Mm. Oh, you're thinking you're thinking of the wrong game, buddy. I'm thinking this is like a it's like a four player mini game style game, but the, all the mini games are the exact same. You just run around a different place, shooting like a little bit of energy out, and you have to like hit this person or whatever. It's the worst game on the planet. <laughs> I thought you were talking. About what game am I thinking of? That was free for the Xbox 360. The the puzzle one that comes yeah, with it. That's what I'm thought. That's what I yeah. thought you were talking. Hexic, hexic. That's what it's called. Because everything's like a hexagon. That's a fair mm. assumption, though. People who played more than thirty hours of that game too are also on a watch. I think list. anyone who just plays a different one. Puzzle games. Like my mom plays a lot of Candy Crush. Like she's like, if there's one game mm. that she's addicted to, mm. like she plays. I'm pretty sure every day. Like ever since it came out, she's played Candy Crush mm. every day. Um. She's so far in the game where that she has to wait for the developers to make more. <laughs> Are you serious? She's yeah, like and that's, sending and emails. That's, that's literally impossible. <laughs> like, the developers are like, I can't keep up with her. I just, I was like, she's Mom, beating they, them too fast. She's like probably the only, like, if there was a leaderboard, holy fuck, she would be on the top. Like at that point, because like I got to like level 80 and I was like, this is impossible. Like it's just. Mm-hmm. With the amount of lives they give you, if I don't spend money on this game, I'm never going to win. And that's the thing. She's never spent money on it. Oh, no. That's what I was going to say. I know she hasn't spent money on it. Yeah. So, like, if she is at that point, because they have to be at, like, level 7 million and 20 or something. If is, that game's still I, going. And the, that's, that's, the sad thing about that is I think she might be around that number of, like, levels <laughs> that she's played. Like, that's, that's actually an absurd and alarming amount of time put into Candy Crush. And I think... I think she does have an addiction and I might have to talk to her about Intervene. It. Yeah, I she, think... Uh, Mom, you have a gaming addiction. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't play games. I'm like... You, <laughs> don't play, you play the worst game, Mom. Let me see the playtime on Candy Crush. If it's over 10,000 hours, you're gone. Yeah, you're you're out of the house, all right? You're getting... You're not caught. my mom anymore. <laughs> you're being disowned. Dis- there's there's some great puzzle games, though. I, I like Portal. Say. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's like, sort of a hybrid. I think, like, yeah, that's definitely a hybrid. What, what would you say is? A, I mean, Tetris um, is probably the best. Tetris is a great one, personally. Um, 
I made one called Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, which I think is based Whoa. on another game, but it's it's similar to Tetris. You're like getting lines, but the way like it's just a super like Sega Genesis. They're like fucking pumping the music and it's like <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Whoa, whoa. It's just like <laughs> got those fucking melodies on repeat. It's just the same beat this <laughs> for twelve hours, and, the, and then when it gets a little bit crazy, it goes like oops, 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 oops. it just kicks that beat. It's like doo, 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 you're like, holy fuck, this is tight. And then Skrillex drops the bass. Actually, um, Sega Genesis is known for uh, creating the subgenre uh, of video game dubstep. Music? <laughs> They were known for their drops. You know, Skrillex actually made the first Sega Genesis. Did you know that? As a child, he was seven years old, and they were like, let's just take a shot in the dark. (laughs) That kid, see him? He's getting on the bus. Just nab that one. Bring him in. He'll figure it out. That guy. That kid. Look at that undercut. (laughs) No one's doing that right now. He must have the greatest ideas of our generation. So I saved this funny story because this is what I went to today. I uh, woke up this morning, went to a job interview looking to make a little bit more money in my field so mm-hmm. i'm like i see an ad on indeed and it doesn't say the wage on there so i'm like fuck it i'll go in do a weld test see how much they'll pay um so i go in do a weld test for my stands the weld test pretty good he wanted to hire me and what they were doing there is like way like when i say way harder i mean probably like 20 times harder than anything i'm doing right now he's like yeah, so how much are you looking to make? And I'm like, well, I'm making this right now or whatever, and I'm, I want to make, like, about this. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. Well, I'm looking to pay you exactly what you're making right now for you to do more work. How does that sound, bud? And I was like, hmm. <laughs> let me, no, let me pull out my calculator. <laughs> let me just consult. I got to call my uh, – I got to call five people. <laughs> I got to call about 15 people to get the opinion. <laughs> He's like, hold yeah, on, yeah, I'm getting yeah, a poll no problem, right man, now. No I put a, I posted a poll on Reddit. I'm just getting that right now. I'm, I'm just waiting results. for the results. <laughs> just give me about 35 minutes. <laughs> the entire interview. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just, he's just saying that the whole time. He's just saying <laughs> random things like, let me get it. <laughs> let me get a poll. Let me, let me call my, my analyst, like, my optometrist. I just need to call him. Just sit here. Just wait, please. Just need to call him. Just call my dentist real quick. <laughs> so... He's like, how does that sound? And I'm like trying to, obviously, I'm not going to take this job. I, at least I don't think I am. I was going to say, what you have now is, or what you tell me is really it's, nice. It's a good setup. I just like, they don't pay as much as another place would. And it's because of certain perks mm-hmm. that we're allowed to, I don't want to get the company in trouble. And I've never said the name of the company and I won't because I still work there. But we are allowed to, like, smoke weed there. The people there just don't give a fuck. Like, the owner will walk by and crack jokes about it, whatever. So. Smells like marijuana. Yeah, literally. The other day. (laughs) That's, like, his go-to joke, dude. It's the saddest Uh, fucking thing ever. But is it a joke or is he just making a generalization? He's like, smells like marijuana. Well, I mean. He doesn't put two and two together. (laughs) Smells like bagels. (laughs) Fucking so he'll just come by and be like, "Oh, smells good, boys!" Ha ha! Like, and he'll do okay, that like once a week. Pot. I have consumed the marijuana before. Are we marijuana right now? Like, I can relate with the youngins. He's <laughs> just like, yeah, I appreciate that we can smoke weed there. It makes it fucking 
the day go by easier because as long as you're not an idiot you can do whatever you want Mm -hmm. and so i i like the place in that aspect it's just they give you those perks and then they just kind of expect that you won't care about money but eventually you want to make more money you don't want to be stuck at the same wage for the rest of your life 100 percent. i mean like there's a chance that you might get a raise but i don't think that'll be anytime soon yeah i don't see it anytime soon with this place but i'm willing to stay because place is good steady hours you do i pretty much don't have i never go in with a really a worry in my mind ever so mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. that's what i i like the most about it like mm-hmm. not having to stress because stress is like the worst thing on the planet i think stress is probably the most stress is probably what kills most people on the planet maybe mentally, it comes I down think, to i think stress is underrated or underwhelmed i don't know <laughs> stress that shit's underrated <laughs> it's so good it's healthy. It's, it's addictive. It's addictive. I'm it addicted tastes to stress. Good. Is that what it is? You know what? Like, there's a reality to that. I think. Like, there really is. getting a kick out of that. That's like, stress because it, it is a push at mm. the same time. It is. It is. I can imagine people getting an adrenaline rush from being stressed out. You like, can just be... moment the moment they realize they're stressed. They're like, <laughs> oh yeah. They're just like they just start immediately pumping iron. <laughs> Chase the dragon. Chase the dragon. <laughs> is he tracing the heroin dragon or just the fucking... Is he tra- You'll never get me. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Seen that South Park episode with uh, Stan on the couch, just like fully nude, just playing this game where he has to chase the dragon, so he's injecting heroin. <laughs> and then Stan's like, you'll never catch the dragon. And he's like, shut up, Stan. You don't know that. <laughs> I think th- if anybody still plays Superman 64, I think they're just chasing the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> I was got glory. At this point, they're like, I've got nothing, man. This is the only game that makes me feel like Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forget who I was having a conversation with this about, but we were talking about the Greek statues. This is a total topic switch, by the way. Um, we were talking about, you know how in Athens and Greece, they, the men generally have like really small dicks yeah like the statues yeah i think you were having this conversation with graham was i yeah okay i wanted to add on (laughs) i wanted to add something graham are you graham i know you're listening graham (laughs) i want to i want your type response after this (laughs) i need a thesis (laughs) i need a thesis written about what i say now so you know how like nowadays it's the total opposite right yeah Big dicks are like where it's at. Like, big dicks is what you want. You want big dicks. This is a good question. Is big dicks where it's at? Do you think? Yeah, Tim, I, would, I would say so. Like, would you say I think big dicks is where it's at? Would you say fifty percent of your problems would be gone if you had a big dick? I'm I'm fine with my dick. Like, I'm not like you know up at night like oh if I was bigger. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, of course. But, just, but you know what I mean, right? If, if I was back in Athens, I would be a king. I got nothing. <laughs> That's what I'm asking. Like, would you go back in time just to be in Athens so then you could be made into the Just to take man. one of those public baths and be like, mm? You see me? Feed me grapes, bitch. You see that? I I'm, got a hot I'm destined tube. for glory, bitch. They must have seen me coming out the womb and be like, he's royalty. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this baby will be royalty. <laughs> This baby is Dylan. What do you think about that? Is big dicks where it's at? He thinks. I ponder. No. Um. I digress. Maybe. maybe. I mean, like the thing is, 
I'm, I can get the job done. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the important part, really. That's, that's let's, let's be honest. Any person, unless your dick is like 12 inches. But do I wish it was bigger? I think everyone kind of does. Even if they had, yeah. I think even if they had like an eight or seven, which is pretty big, they'd be like, they'd still want bigger. I think chase no, that not. dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever they see those ads on porn, we're like, add two inches make naturally. Your, make your dick bigger in three point nine seconds. <laughs> that sign scares me, me. That's like, well, what kind of scarring yeah. am I gonna yeah, see yeah. from that kind of? Every time I see that, I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> oh, you need three hundred dollars? Yeah, I will give you that. On but, your way. <laughs> now give me the secrets. <laughs> they just tell you they're like pull on it. <laughs> but they what I was gonna send say, send you a PNG. <laughs> I'm gonna surprise you with this, Dylan, because I'm not gonna go into length of what my dick size is. But I do not want my dick to be any bigger. Interesting. I okay. actually am perfectly happy where it's at, and I would rather it be this size than bigger. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like, oh, drat, my dick is bigger. But like, <laughs> <laughs> what a womp. <laughs> that womps. <laughs> right, TJ? <laughs> I got a big dick too, man. <laughs> I got a hog down there. I'm only seven. <laughs> but I, I don't think I would be happier if my dick was bigger. I think, I think. I'm glad that you're at a level yeah. where you're happy with it. I'm, I. I'm satisfied with what the big man upstairs gave me, you know? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, but for like, this damn there hanger. The problem is I think on people who have, like, a, a real condition is micropenis. Like, that's a real condition people and have. people yeah. without a micropenis, we can't think. <laughs> like, I, I can't, I have no idea like what it would be like. How much of my life would be different if I had a micropenis? Well, you'd be a virgin. Cause you don't know that. <laughs> I don't think that. I don't even think if your dick is a micro penis and it still goes in. I don't even think that is enough to qualify mm, as I sex. I heard it's at least three, or before three to four inches. Yeah, but I don't think that qualifies a micro penis. I think a micro. No, but I'm just saying in general as like you're like. <laughs> what is, what qualifies to be like good sex? <laughs> no, I mean what qualifies as just sex in general is That's what I'm true, saying. Like P and the V. What do you think, Tim? Well, I mean... The question here is, do micropenis people have sex? Does it count? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, Why I not? think there's, there's such thing as, like... I mean, like, yeah, maybe he won't get any pleasure of pleasing a girl with his genitals, but he can still get the pleasure of pleasuring a girl. You know what I mean? Like, and the girl can receive the pleasure. Oh, yeah, I know yeah. what you're saying. Like, yeah. in, in yeah. other yeah, yeah, yeah. forms, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like, I, I was totally lost there for a second. I was like, but he's not pleasing the girl. <laughs> talking about dildos. We're talking, yeah, there is that, too. There's one where you can, like, stick your dick inside of something. I don't know if they make a one for people with micro penises, but, like, it just, it's pretty much just, like, like it doesn't. It's a shell, yeah. It's like it's like a cup, but it's like a dick cup. So it, I saw that on um, I saw that on Fortune, and I was like, is the, and the tag was, is there any more of a way to cuck yourself like, than this, to give yourself a bigger dick prosthetic? Yeah, where you can't feel it anymore. Well, I think what it was was the guy went on like a huge rant, like about he's like, oh, this was great. My girlfriend absolutely loved it, and then. 
And then everyone just bagged on them. They were like, yeah, I bet you're going to be a cuck soon. And yeah. It's like, at that point, but he what, what openly like, posted like, about having a small penis at that point. I mean, like, is it, though? Well, we, we, pull, we place a lot of sexual pressure on size. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. ultimately, I think things like trust connection things like that are gonna mean a lot more than like my dick's big you know what i mean that's true that's true that's true you know you can't settle down and marry someone with a giant dick that can't speak english (laughs) i mean well i mean you could but at that point you're literally just doing it for the dick do you think there is more pressure what you what which i don't want to gender like make a split of a gender but which one do you think gets more pressure sexual pressure in a heterosexual context in a, in a heterosexual context. uh well i think in, in any context really i mean like besides that maybe not a, a lesbian context. well we can't really speak from experience on certain sans points yeah because like that's what uh, i'm saying i've never been in a lesbian relationship well that that too but i mean like i can speculate at a homosexual relationship mm-hmm. i mean like i have the capacity to you know be interested in yeah, in yeah, sense, you know what I mean? yeah, like, yeah. I know what you're saying. Um, I'd say that's that's actually a tough one because I I don't actually know how much because I I mean I I don't feel any that I'm making any pressure for them like I don't expect much. I think <laughs> like I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of I mean, like I I'm there like for the ride. Goes, this goes right into my my one question I wrote in your book. What does good pussy feel like? Um, if you were to describe good, the, the good yeah, puss. Yeah, yeah, what is, what is. What, what's the closest feeling to good pussy? I like think eating chocolate ab- cake or something? I think it's less about, and I think this is parable to a guy too. It's less about that they use it. It's more about how you use it. Yeah. I'd yeah. say that's very similar to a woman. It's how you use and what God their, gave you. What they have. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, like, like, it's real easy to get lost in the sauce oh, w- yeah. without them putting any effort in. But, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, the fact that they would put effort in for me is, like, that gets me. I think it's about being able to, like, pay attention to each other. Mm. Like, know what's happening between <laughs> the two real intimate. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you know what I mean. I like, what there's, mean. like, size. Whoever and Tim's like, girl is, is it, he's going like, to marry you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but... I don't know. For me, at least, there is like that social element, the connection element. Like there definitely is. I, I mean, like, I, assuming that context, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm th- talking about it like in a relationship context. In that sense, I think there's pretty much an equal pressure. Yeah. Like. Oh yeah. I think in terms of size, I would say, don't like in society and everything, like yeah. man and penis, there's probably a lot more pressure on that. Yeah. And like, what and is you your drop your drawers? Like? You got the one inch pinch. Like, <laughs> but like, I feel like you know you're a little inch. scared. So, society, society almost kind of describes it in a, in a weird way. I feel like porn as well, where if there's a guy that has a bigger penis than you, the woman will cheat on you with the person that has a bigger penis. There's always. I feel like that is huge but, within. I mean, also porn plots are pretty. Like, I mean, but yeah. you understand what, into fantasy. You understand what like, I mean, right? I dropped this pencil. Like, that can. That, that, <laughs> My asshole is gaping. Like, you can't <laughs> deny that uh, porn has a social impact on people oh, and yeah. how yeah. they think about. I mean, like we learn now with like Pornhub and the internet. Like it's more widespread. We, we've learned. I would say I learned at least seventy-five percent of what I utilize in in the bedroom 
from porn. From porn, yeah. Really, I would say maybe I wouldn't. Do, I wouldn't do the positions like that they do to a T. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, other than like, but well, what they the, the way that they do their positions are like it's for camera. Yeah. Like there's like a difference between like just yeah. There's yeah. like embracing each other with like yeah. a, a nice move, like a nice position, rather than like yeah. fake camera, baby. So moral of the story is Dylan's into porn. I do enjoy. I actually do enjoy porn quite a bit. Maybe I wouldn't say it too much, but I do watch it quite a bit. Okay. Now, I've got a good topic for us. Okay. Just end I want on that. Dylan watches a lot of porn. I'm like, I, I'm, yes, I'm addicted. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on, guys. No, I don't, I'm not giving you a chance to defend yourself. You're addicted. That's it. Shit. <laughs> porn addiction. There's nothing wrong with that. Moving on. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I wanted to talk about. Fuck you. No. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. Keep going. Keep going. Dylan, you can watch porn later. It's podcast guys, time. Guys, I gotta now. go home. All right. This, what time is? It's porn time. <laughs> I didn't watch any today. No. I, I only watched it like three times today. I need a, at least another two hours. I wake up, pump it twice, <laughs> but go to work. Imagine you were addicted. Okay, this is the last topic <laughs> I'm bringing up about this. <laughs> Imagine you were like a chronic masturbator and you had to right. jerk it like eight times a day. Imagine how raw your dick would be all the time. And there's people out there like that. There's people who have died from jacking it too many I've times. I've seen in a day. that. Yeah. Like, no they way. always come yeah. up on Valentine's Day. Every Valentine's Day, there's somebody who dies of jerking it like 18 times. Yeah. Or like inhuman amounts of times. It's yeah. like, whoa. Like, there was a 14-year-old kid who died and they said he masturbated 25 times. So that's what it takes to kill yourself. <laughs> like, there's a way to die. There, that, I guess that's just enough strain All on pleasure, your heart. No pain. <laughs> why? Why aren't we? Why aren't we funding this? That, that comes down on social media more often. I am totally. This is before I get into the topic I wanted to get into. Again, I'm I'm backtracking again. I totally stealing this question from a podcast, but it's fucking hilarious question. If you could either never nut again, you have no option and just like not take the deal. You have to pick one of them. You either pick you never nut again or you have the single greatest nut of your life, but immediately after you die. Hmm. Can I choose what when is it, it happens? Um well, for the for the great nut, I guess yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could live your whole you life out, but but the thing is, you, you can't can, nut before that. Yeah, that, oh. the, the nut that happens, the next that's nut, the only, that's yeah. the great the nut that nut. kills you. <laughs> the next nut is it. It's like, I want to have kids, and you're like, I don't know how to tell you this, but... The great nut has 100% impregnation the way, chance. Like, you know how like you would probably like in the serious situation you try to describe it in like the most scientific you're like the next nut I have. <laughs> <laughs> the next nut he had well, would be his I last. I feel like there is a way around the first one. Never nut again? There's a way of coping with that. Okay. I mean like I would say I lived at least a quarter or even a little bit more than a quarter of my life without ever orgasming. Orgasming. But you never tasted sweet pleasure yet. It's true. 
Um, once you nutted the first time, you know you nutted. It's over. It's eight game more over. times that day. Is it okay? Am I born and then like I never nut, or am I? Is it now no, 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 no. that I just? I can't. I think this from is now. this is from right now. This okay. question. I am a genius. Yeah, there is a way around it. I start taking. Um, what's the one? It's not opposite of testosterone. Oh, estrogen. Yeah, just take a bunch of estrogen, become completely asexual, and be fine with it. You know that women people. get way hornier than men do. Uh, so that would I actually might fuck you. No, I don't think so. Actually, uh, I'll beg to differ. I would take the great nut, probably. I, I'm with I think you. There, there'd be something in my brain, like I would be like, like oh, super... I can never like jack off or have sex, but there'd be something in me that'd be like, one day I'm just gonna have the best orgasm ever, and that would just keep me going. <laughs> That's the implication. Like it's going to be the single greatest ejaculation that anyone on the planet has ever had. People mm. will come in droves to witness. <laughs> you have the, the length, the velocity. A <laughs> it's a cult. Like, <laughs> the great he nut who will not. But like you get everyone to kill themselves after you nut, so like you're not the you're not the only one that dies. Oh yeah, they can't nut either though. They just have to kill themselves. Yes. They have to abstain, so it's like abstinence, you know. Like that's common in religion, um, until he nuts. But they get to witness the great nut. That's true. Mm-hmm. I think I'd take the great nut too, but I don't know if I'd be able to hold out that long. Yeah, I'd probably last a day. I was gonna say I'd probably do it. <laughs> Today, I'd be. <laughs> I'd probably do. It. I'd take the. I'd accept it, and I'd run to the next room. <laughs> but like, like wh- okay. So think about it like this. This is another way to defeat it. You just keep jerking off while you're nutting. So like, you just keep going. <laughs> but like, that's the rest of your life. That never ends. So what? So the next question is: Would you rather not nut or have to keep nutting forever? <laughs> I think that if it is the sink. <laughs> if it is the single greatest nut ever, I think I would just keep nutting forever. Eventually, you are going to die because you can't eat. You Probably can't. like a week. You'd last a week. <laughs> is Jizz coming out the whole time? Yeah, yeah, like badly, like profusely. <laughs> <laughs> they have to start bringing buckets. You'd have to be in the tub the whole time. Your people would start telling you. people like your loved ones would be like, "Stop! Just stop!" <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. Feed me, bitch. I'm gonna die. I'm, I'll die if you stop. They'll be like, "Yeah, that's fine. Just stop." Oh, I'm gonna have a heart attack. I'm laughing too hard. Yeah, yeah. I I look back on it. I mean, like, I think about maybe a way to cheat the first one, but I would probably realistically I would take. The, uh, the second one, the great, the, the great nut. Yeah, I think I see it as almost like a superpower. I have the ability to <laughs> to nut. <laughs> you want to see this nut? You don't want me to bust out the really, nut. really well. <laughs> yeah, threaten people with it. I could have the greatest orgasm of my life right now. <laughs> so, but that also guarantees I'll blow you away. <laughs> Who's to say that we don't get the greatest orgasm when we die? Oh, well, maybe. Kind Don't you, you like secrete like all bodily fluids. Yeah, Does that include everything. semen? I would assume so. Then that's the great nut, boys. <laughs> Death, guys. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have we've, we've discovered it. <laughs> we made a scientific breakthrough. You, when you die, 
you feel an absolute pleasure. <laughs> it's the great nut, baby. So everybody listening now, commit suicide. No, that's dark. No, 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 no. Don't commit suicide. But if the option commit is to brought up to you to have obvious. the great nut, don't think twice. <laughs> journey to the great nut, guys. Please, journey for the great nut. The rock nut. is in it. <laughs> I don't believe in God. I believe in the great nut. You're thinking about the journey to the center of the earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Journey to the center of the nut. a fucking cab driver. <laughs> Kids give him a lot of money. He's like, wait a minute. I need to follow these kids. You're keeping yourself alive just so people can come like across the world, like world leaders. Vladimir Putin's in your bathroom. He's like, the great nut. <laughs> he takes a handful of your semen, brings it I wonder, home. I wonder if um, Kim Jong-un has the great nut like implanted in him. I don't think he has a dick. He, they I, say that he doesn't poop. I wonder why. Why is that? That's what's, not, he what's does shame? poop. He I has know, to poop. I Obviously, everyone has to poop. But like, why does he tell people that he can't? Is that actually like a strain of? That's a real like, thing. That's like a real he thing. he tells people that he doesn't poop. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious as to. I'm too good for shitting. <laughs> I'm your leader. Well, I'm above on. that shit. <laughs> Everything I eat doesn't turn to waste. I bet you he only uh, does upper deckers, man. Hundred <laughs> percent, he only does upper deckers. <laughs> Dylan, you know what an upper decker is? I know what an upper deck is. Uh, that's a that's a baseball card brand but explain to me what an upper decker is. an upper de- I'm, i have I'm no so- idea oh this okay so the joke so we all just laugh the joke's like, gonna hit don't. in about 30 seconds so an upper decker <laughs> is only where you take the lid off the top of the toilet and shit oh. in the water in the top <laughs> so nobody knows no so when you like, flush the poop comes down with the new water like kim we know you shit in the top <laughs> Like we know, we know you do it. You're talking about like the the, the you know top of the toilet. <laughs> Yo, I okay, guarantee okay. he only does upper deckers. Go, I think are you getting what an upper decker is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's just not that funny. <laughs> Tim doesn't what, like my upper decker joke. Um, I'm above shit humor, boys. <laughs> yeah, um, poop, poop jokes, I'm just poop a little are. bit above that one. No, I'm truly not. <laughs> but. Think about it. Who the fuck <laughs> checks water. the top of the toilet when they go to take a shit? So, like, if, like, Kim Jong-un goes in the bathroom there's no shit stains in the bowl, then, like, they're like, this guy actually doesn't shit. Like, what's wrong with him? Um, maybe he just runs off of, um, like, injections. Like, he just gets injections of, like, medicine, vitamins, and stuff like that. So he just doesn't have to eat. But that wouldn't explain why he's so fat. Maybe that does explain why he's so fat. Do is it the vitamins and the nutrition in the food? It's the way that, that your that blood. I'm pretty sure it's the way. I don't. I don't know. This anything. is this is how he convinces people that he doesn't poop. <laughs> they, they get into these discussions, and then he's just like waddling away. Like I wonder, mm-hmm. I wonder how many people in his country are wondering like. But like, mom, <laughs> why not? Mom, why do I poop and he doesn't? <laughs> Like, and and the sad thing is, is that they probably don't have time to think about that kind of shit. They, they just can't say anything because he'll just make a law being like, "You can't say that I I poop." Don't talk about it. Don't, <laughs> That's don't. illegal. Imagine, like a big ass like stadium of people, and he has to come out and like, guys, I don't poop, <laughs> and we are not gonna talk about it. Guys, I do he not. There's the whole fuck because you know whenever there's like a huge thing, he gathers so many people. <laughs> So he gathers the whole fucking country. 
Just to be like, just for the one second of their time. Be like, yeah, guys, I don't poop, okay? Thanks. Walks away. At least we know we'll never, ever get on any educational, like, award or anything. They'll be like, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, you guys want to go up for, like, an education award? Okay, let, let us just review the podcast. They skip <laughs> to this part, and they're like, Kim Jong-un poops. We know he poops, but he says he doesn't poop. <laughs> so, you guys don't get it. I think you understand. I mean, like, I'll have to spell it out for you guys, because you guys are that fucking dumb. But, like, what are you guys, you guys fucking don't- idiots? Yeah. <laughs> of course he poops. They're, like, they're looking at it. They're like, no, I don't think. I want to see pictures. I don't think he can be a part of our award ceremony. It's like, um, I think. I think I'm going to get a restraining order against you. It's when uh, Saddam Hussein died. Everyone wanted to see pictures of him, like proof of his, his dead body. Everyone wanted to see that. I want to see Kim Jong-un poop. <laughs> That's yeah, man. I want to see the poop. I want to see pictures. I want to see the fucking birth certificate. I want to see the fucking... If he doesn't timestamp the poop, that shit's fake. 100%. If you know... If you're a president and you're not timestamping you know time your poop... on fucking... Reddit. It's just him, like. <laughs> Hi, Reddit. Yeah. This is the R. ass that it came out of. Time. Well, until we see that, I think for now it's debunked. I th- <laughs> we got you, bitch. All right. So now the topic. We're gonna move on from poop. We're, we're gonna, gonna stop talking about poop. Tim does gonna... not want to be affiliated with this anymore. He's like, he's looking. Last at... time you guys talked about music. <laughs> he's been staring at the door since about poop gross, was brought up. Gross, <laughs> gross things. I don't want it. <laughs> so, Sorry, Tim. I'm gonna bring up the gaming industry. This is something that I wanted to get into, and this is gonna be a more serious topic. I'm not. I'll still make jokes, but I wanna. I'm putting my damn foot down on how. Fucked. Everything is coming out now. Like, <laughs> preach. The I standard. <laughs> I, I'm putting it down. You hear it? She's down. That was it. That was it right there. You heard it. I heard it in there. He you put, heard it in there. Uh, he put down a, a, a an animal. Like he just killed an animal. I put him down. My foot is down on the neck. Michi, no. Back when I was a kid, when games came out, and they showed a trailer, and you got hyped for a game, and you played that game. That game was actually good. Well, give me an example. So, what I'm referencing here is there's no more finished game products being released. Very few companies do it, and mm. the companies that do do it still see success. Like companies like From Software with Sekiro that just came out recently. That game, there was no early access. They were al- People were allowed to play it early access, but it was not released to the public. Mm. Only certain sections yeah. of gameplay were shown the most finished sections because they were like this is the 100% complete product this is what we you are going to see when it comes out mm-hmm. that game is amazing mm-hmm. Sekiro I have 55 hours in it it's frustrating to hell I wanted to smash my controller so many times but I'm still not even done 55 hours in the game and I'm not even done and in a Dark Souls game I'll, I'm usually done by 30 hours 25 hours 55 I'm, I don't even I still have like four bosses left in a whole area to go what? through. I, I think the fact that they can finish a game after release is like a huge thing that they can do now and that they're going to take advantage of because think about all those games that you've played that were released before this era that you're like, this doesn't quite feel yeah. finished. Yeah, and, they're, it's like, and those are the games that just, like back then it was way more harsh. It was like, you release your game, it doesn't feel finished, 
your game's yeah. fucked. Your not yeah. game's not selling. But also, three D, those games it filtered out the shit, and it yeah, and it. I think they should be held to that. Yeah. I think that's important. Honestly. I I think that too. I I agree with that. I agree that the that filtering out of the shit was really important for the gaming industry, and that's why when we were kids, we think so fondly of gaming because the industry has changed so much from then and back then it was booming the game industry was exploding yeah i mean nowadays i feel like i'm worried about what i see Mm -hmm. in like trailers or something or even like on their like their panels where they show like gameplay footage i've seen so many videos of people posting like comparisons of the actual game compared to when they showed it at the panel and sometimes it's like yeah, mm-hmm. it's so different. I understand that one's probably always been true, though, <clears throat> a little bit. I wouldn't say that's always been true. Maybe. Um, I think I, in if our... you give me an example that isn't in the recent like most 2010s, games, maybe. Most games when they're shown in that aspect, they're running that version of the game on a PC. Even if it doesn't come out as a PC game, they'll run the game on a PC. You think mm-hmm. so? No, it, it's been said. That makes sense. Yeah. So that. Because as we know, consoles, they're not as high-end as a PC can get. Not yet. They're meant for more affordable, for wider range, for mm-hmm. kids to be able to buy and parents not to have to spend $2,500 on a computer so their kid can play video games. Like, but that's I would what it's almost say that it would be a worthwhile investment to even get it on a computer. It, it would. It, it is a worthwhile like, investment. But as a kid, it, like if yeah. in poverty – a parent can't like that's, now there it is yeah that's like what it is yeah now a good computer that you want to run modern games well on you're looking at like two thousand dollars and that is like what you're going to spend on a computer that will run high-end games that are coming out now mm-hmm. and the limitation is not obscene right like to to be limited to an xbox one or a ps4 that's not an obscene limitation no you know not. what i mean like that's perfectly reasonable to be able to make a game for an affordable consumer Exactly. Console. It's yeah. perfect. Most people, most video gamers are in that bracket. There mm-hmm. more consoles are bu- like the PC community. Yes, it is better. We all understand this. It is the master race or whatever the meme is. We get that. But n- no ten year old kid with a struggling parents are is going to get a PC. They're going to mm-hmm. play the games they love on what they can afford. Mm-hmm. And these that's games. A, that's a good point. That's a good point. Now I think about it like that. When they release on console, when we were kids, it was like 50, 40 bucks, maybe 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. Now, a full-fledged game is $90. So now, those parents that have to save up now for these games, for the, the kids, and when they the gaming industry does this horse fuckery and puts out an unfinished game that their kid doesn't like and that their these parents spent almost $100 out of their hard-earned money mm-hmm. on this game, it's fucking outrageous. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. The price of the games is too high for you to put out an unfinished piece of garbage. It's fucked. Like, why are games coming out and being patched a week later to fix it when the entire player base is gone? You've ruined your game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's where my argument of, like, it'd be even more of an investment to just save up for a PC, honestly as like a more of a worthwhile investment because you are spending that much money on console because that's where they Mm -hmm. it's like the whole printer uh you sell the printer for cheap but then you make the fucking printer ink really expensive so you're making up for the price that you 
you gave out the printer, but you're making back what it costs mm. to make the printer. You know, you I mean? still don't yeah. want crap ink though. Yeah, you want that high quality stuff. Yeah. Well, that regardless of how high quality it is, you're still paying like 30, 40 bucks for it. Oh yeah, mm. ink is outrageous. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like that's the same thing with game consoles. I mean, they'll make they'll probably make their game console for the same price that they might be selling it, but they're gonna make up for it by selling like by making their games a lot more money. Oh, the game. <laughs> Than if you would buy it like to what it would actually be worth, or even if you bought it on like Steam. Any brand new console that comes out, the price you pay is one thousand percent ripoff compared to the hardware that's in it. That hardware is so limited, and it's like borderline what they can get away with and do production-wise. Mm-hmm. That's the reason they're so they're sold at a cheap standpoint is because they're made with cheap parts. That could be mm-hmm. too, but I mean. I don't, I don't feel, as a gamer, so to speak, that, like, I need the best graphics or the best whatever. I don't either. I no, just want a not, great game. That's exactly what I want. That's I think he's getting. He's talking about it. He's not mm. talking about the graphics. No, no, no. But to me, my PC can't run shit. Mm-hmm. It, 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 like, it's, a, it's horrible. I, I'll play games on fucking pixelated graphics if the game's good enough. I played mm-hmm. Spec Ops. The line, I love that game. Mm. That's one of the shooters. I'm not a big shooter fan anymore. I used to love them, and I'm not too into them anymore. 360 no scopes, boys. 360 no scopes. We talked about it last time. I'm still trick shotting God. See me in Rust, bitch. But I played Spec Ops: The Line on like 140p resolution, so my computer could run it. Mm. And I fucking loved that game. I played all the way through that game, and I played it again. Like that game was fantastic. But it, the graphics don't matter shit to me. It's just I feel like nobody's making... There's no story derivative in games. And, or if there is, it's just fucking retarded. Mm. Like, for me, I loved the old God of Wars. The new God of War, everybody praised the shit out of it. I hated that game. Mm. I did not like it at all. Interesting. Why? And change, They changed everything about the whole series in the game. Like, I... Mm-hmm. Even if it's like, oh, yeah, but you have to change. You have to d- diversify. With certain things, you really don't. S- how do you think Smash Bros. is still releasing the same goddamn video game? Like, it's the same fucking thing, but we keep buying it. You make a valid point um, with the Smash Brothers, but I'd say almost in the argument that when an artist switches up their style and does a, a good job of it, I mean, maybe you don't mm-hmm. think that the new God of War was done like what I'm not saying it, it wasn't a good game. I'm just saying I didn't like it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, not everyone's gonna like that album that people are claim is a classic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, let me let me preface this and say that God of War, when that game came out, changed a lot about how I saw the gaming scene and gave me a glimmer of hope because it was a very well made game. I didn't like the game because of the combat style. They mm-hmm. slowed it down a lot. Mm-hmm. For God of War, I wanted a little bit more faster pace, that aggression in the bosses. You're ripping the gods' heads off. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. Kratos is old. But when you can see what he does in that game, like, you could make it a little faster paced. And certain boss fights, you just find yourself abusing mechanics. Like, mm-hmm. mechan- it's almost like Dark Souls. You, you want to go in, swing, swing, get a couple hits, and then you're defensive. Like, I don't think I ever played any other God of War game defensive in the slightest yeah <laughs> i just went in i was like i'm going to kill everything well i don't the thing is i can't argue or i can't give like a rebuttal because i don't i haven't played the game at all yeah um, i haven't played it through i haven't even seen the whole game 
Like I've seen a lot of clips, but I haven't seen like the whole playthrough of the game, so I don't know. Um, and I'm not saying that God of War is a bad game. I'm just saying I didn't like it mm-hmm. from the change. Mm-hmm. It was a fantastic game. The story was good. Mm-hmm. It actually made sense. And I like that they're changing the the God era. They're mm-hmm. going more into Greek mythology. Or I think it's Greek mythology. I don't remember. It's got Zeus. or um, It's got... No, it's... What's it called? The Thor. It's the one with Thor. Oh, it's Thor. Thor now? and Odin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, it's th- it's that area era of gods or whatever. I forget what that's called, but well, there's Greek and there's Roman. No, no, no. It's um. Oh, fuck. Isn't there Norse too? Though? That's it. It's Norse. Norse. Mm. You, I my friend, <laughs> you got the knowledge. Yeah, that's why we have. I actually, don't know jack shit about mythology, <laughs> but I could pull that one out. <laughs> He's like, I he knows heard astrology, this one time. <laughs> he knows astrology. Not mythology. Not mythology. Don't mess them up. And another thing with the game industry thing, Mm -hmm. they're now, like, I get what Blizzard's trying to do. Like, I'd like to think that I get what Blizzard's trying to do. Because they're, like, making you wait a long time for the games that you want, right? And then they're releasing it. But I think they're guiding their focus too hard on Overwatch. Like, they, they got success with Overwatch, and yeah. then they're like, oh, selling skins is a thing. Like, we don't we can just make loot boxes, and then that's how we can make our money, and then we don't have to make games anymore. But it's like, then they're like, when they do make games. Rest in peace, Valve. Like, Valve. <laughs> Valve? Yeah. When the fuck is Valve ever going to make a game? Even? Never. Yeah. You know how much money they have off CSGO cases? Like, Gaben's in a tub filled with fucking French hookers right now. He is in the ultimate nut right now. Like he, he has been <laughs> he's, experiencing. He's the been ultimate. going through the ultimate nut, the great nut, <laughs> the great nut. Yeah. But like you, you just, I don't find the same qualities in games anymore. Like when, um, th- this is the perfect example. I think we need to explain our perspectives of what a good game is, just so we can understand mm. each other a little bit more. Yeah, that's perfect. So we'll give, me, I think maybe just giving your favorite game would probably be maybe okay. I don't know it just, might be a yeah, little contrived. But. List what stands out to you as well, like yeah, what because certain things. My favorite game is not gonna be the game that I would give an example over why I love gaming now. Like my favorite game is Banjo Kazooie because I love the Collectathon series. I think the music score in that game was absolutely perfect. I think the changing dynamics and seasons and the darker portrayal as you go up the Grunty's castle just really fits perfectly and how weird the map layout gets the farther you get up because it seems more like convoluted and thought out and you see that and you realize it but the perfect game that I can say for what I like remember gaming as is Sly Cooper series mm-hmm. the Sly Cooper series mixes comic books with and you play as a bad guy you play as a thief which you care about for some reason. And he's a thief. He's just a, from a whole generation of thieves. And they bring storyline. They set a story. They set a villain. They make the villain return, which is also really cool. Because you kill the guy who killed your dad, but then he comes back. So mm-hmm. it's like, fuck that dude. I want him dead again. Yeah, yeah. But like you go through this game, you got to pickpocket people to make money because you need to sell or you need to use the money on upgrades and all this stuff to progress through the levels. So it gives you a sense. You start learning each map because you you know routes to go around and pickpocket guards and what items this guard will have and what item. And you'll see the little comic mischief like 
when you get up on top of a rooftop near the the story mission it'll just seamlessly cut into a radio transmission and then a pop text will come up like a comic book mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like they're adding so many diverse and unique elements that like as a kid you're like holy shit this game's amazing mm. it's poppy it's cartoony the colors are great it's funny i always felt like the aesthetic of sly cooper reminded me of like the batman animated series yeah mm-hmm. yeah like, i felt like that they captured that aesthetic pretty well that specific one i don't know if they were going for it but yeah i agree i haven't played that game a, a lot mm-hmm. um but i've heard a lot of good things about it. i was really into one and two one and like two I were was great very very into those games okay. I, I actually played them in reverse order i played three Me two too. one yeah and I, I actually still think three would be my favorite I had spent so much time pickpocketing guards in that stupid game. <laughs> and I like that they set it up at the beginning of 3 that you're at the end of the game. Like, the beginning of the game is where you go to at the end. And it sets you up like it's something happens. At the beginning. I don't want to spoil it, even though it's like a 10 year You know what? It's fine. You're breaking into the uh, the Cooper vault to get the, the Thievis Raccoonus, which is the... Their, handwritten manual passed down from to generation to generation of all the ways to thieve all that shit so somebody's trying to break into it so they can get it and you don't want them to get it because it's your family heirloom it's mm-hmm. the only thing you have left to your parents so it's kind of sing when three came out and they didn't release another one for a while so it was kind of supposed to be the last one almost mm. and like so when you set the beginning of the game at the cooper vault it's finally been found the very beginning you're like holy shit this is like this is it mm-hmm. this is where the series ends yeah and then there's something happens i forget what it was i haven't played the game in a while but it sends you to the beginning to like the actual beginning of the game where you start because it, it kind of does a thing where it shows a little bit of the end at the beginning and then you just start from the beginning oh, and so then you like get pulls there at the end yeah <laughs> oh this is We'll we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, your favorite game? Um, I would say. It's it's hard to say all time, but recently, like while we're talking about what we look for in a game, um, Katamari, on PS2, mm. because I find not only is that game inventive, and just fun to play, but I like that it handles a pretty simple story, a pretty simple concept. Like you're just like you're remaking the stars essentially yeah Yeah. and like you've got this big antagonist guy who's like your father and he's just a huge cunt but like (laughs) there's i find that there's a lot of story woven into the game and what you're doing and without sacrificing the sort of arcade-ness of the game because i find a lot of games with stories start to feel like movies and yeah. that kind of doesn't really resonate with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm someone who grew up with, like, Super Mario. Like, I yeah. love the, the challenge child of the like, game. Yeah. Yeah, and the it's child, like... playing the game. Yeah. 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 And I just... I found that it wove the story and the themes and all of that into it so well. I, I couldn't say really that any better about Katamari. Like, that game, even though you just roll around and pick shit up as a ball, for some reason, it has a continuous story that you actually give a shit about. Mm-hmm. I would never expect that. I've only ever played one Katamari game. It was on the PS2. Or it was on the PSP. Oh. Mm. Still good. Still good. 
but I yeah. want to go back and play the other Katamaris because I really enjoyed the one on the PSP. He has it. Mm. Probably plays it yeah. pretty often. You have it? Yeah. My rotation right now is Katamari, Crazy Taxi, Resident Evil 4. Legitimately you were telling crazy me about taxi? the Resident Evil 4. Like, legitimately crazy taxi. Yeah, it's crazy actually, like, taxi. it's really fun. No, I like, like it's it a lot it is of fun. Amazing. It yeah. is fun. Yeah. I I just, like, I'm just so, like, used to it being a meme for, like, Donkey. It is a bit of a meme, <laughs> like, <laughs> playing the game. Crazy like. <laughs> taxi. Rev your engines. Yeah. Like, okay, buddy. Woo. Now, Dylan, I know your favorite game. Yeah, we all But the we people all know, so we don't listening to the podcast yeah, do not know. So, I want you to I dive think, into that. I think the game that I am about to describe kind of, yeah, we will, um, kind of explains my, my perspective of how I like to play games. Um, it would be probably Spyro, like any of the Spyro series, but specifically the third one, because I kind of grew up on that one. Like, that was my intro to games in a way where I can fall in love with that I'm playing a game. Um, and I look back to it, the other side. Other side. This is your mouthpiece? Yeah. What the fuck's wrong with you? I pushed it in. Trust me, this is the mouthpiece. I, I disagree. That's all right. Continue. Okay, Continue. so I played... If you do it wrong, I'm going to kill you. Thank you. Okay, we did it with the last one. Keep going. So... Like I said, it was either the Spyro series or Animal uh, Animal Collective, yeah, Animal Crossing. Animal which, Collective's a band, right? That's a band, yeah. Sorry, um, shout out to Animal Collective. So, <laughs> um, I play that game, Spyro Three, pretty much my whole life. I actually bought a PlayStation One, like, I'd say like two years ago, because I just wanted to play it. Like mm. I was fine with playing it on my emulator. But there was like a lot of musical differences that, uh, yeah, that wasn't on the the PlayStation One. The PlayStation One had like a full, the whole album, like the whole every every track was the right track on the thing. Because mm-hmm. they did a weird thing where they released the game kind of unfinished, mm-hmm. like in terms of like they screwed up on some of the files for the music files. So some of the songs for certain places are repeated, mm-hmm. where they would usually have a different track. Um, so they fix that in the greatest hits version, which is like it has a green on it, and then that one has all the music on it. So I wanted to get that, and it's all really cheap. Like a PlayStation One, barely fifty bucks. You, honestly, thirty bucks for the Spyro Three. If you don't get it at like a used game store or like a local game store, or whatever, you could probably find one on like a local yeah selling thing for like twenty bucks, fifteen bucks. Brand new or perfectly working PS1. If any of you are interested in a Dreamcast, I saw one. I might have to tell Graham about that. He really likes Sega. Mm. I saw one at ABC Convene or ABC, ABC? Thrift. Yeah, no, that's that is, like, yeah. is that in that like little plaza? Isn't that one that used to be around you, Alex? ABC? Is that ABC? No. Is it on? The, it's on Tecumseh, right? No, it's on uh, uh, Wyandotte. It's on oh, Wyandotte, it on Wyandotte. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, I just thought, like, I rarely see a Dreamcast. Whenever I see a Dreamcast, I'm like, oh, oh shit. How I much? think that was by my old house, the one you're thinking of. I'm pretty sure it is. The, mm. It's on Tecumseh Road. It's got a blue sign. No, he says no. it's on Wyandotte. That might be Avenue. Yeah, that's Maybe, it. Maybe, yeah. Yep. Avenue's a good one, too, though. You really know about thrift shop. I know my thrift. Well, I mean, like, that thrift stop that's right there. Um, you ripped it off. Why? 
Because it wasn't burning. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Did you want to hit? No, I'm okay. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we do not peer pressure our peers behind this. Podcast. Remember, this is Canada, and it's 100% legal. True, true. But that's why we love doing anything illegal. Off the thrip shops. Oh, thrip. Yeah, but... um. So I grew up on that because it has a Spyro Three has the best soundtrack out of all the Spyro games. Uh, it was when Stuart Copeland, who's the drummer of the Police, you know the Police, uh, Roxanne, Sting, like the band. Yeah. The, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So the guy, the drummer from the Police, really cool guy. Um, he did all the music for the Spyro series. Mm. But the third one, he he worked with this other guy where they really branched out on sounds and behaviors and time signatures. Mm-hmm. on this album or, or not this album but on this out al- this game and like oh my god it's so memorable it's so fun and the aesthetic of these games that's what really ties me in that's why i think i like animal crossing so much it's just the aesthetic the music and comfiness of the, the gameplay like mm. i'm pretty casual i'd say spyro 3 can be pretty hard but like oh, i played it so much where it's just not that hard anymore yeah, that oh, game yeah. is hard to me yeah it is hard i mean remember zach who's like really good at games he he was. He, it took him forever to learn how to flutter jump, which is like such a basic. Con- no offense to you, Zach, if you listen, but uh, it's a really basic thing you have to know how to do in that game. Oh yeah. Like it's just you have to use it all the time. I beat that game, but it took me an incredible amount of time to mm. beat that game. I believe it. Like the some of the challenges of that game are borderline unfair. Yes. Yeah. Um, in the speed run, like. For like an actual speed run of it, it's like three hours almost. So it is mm-hmm. a long game. There's a lot of backtracking, but like you can hack, like you can glitch through a lot of it. Like that one where you're chasing the dude, and you gotta run really fast. Oh, like the thieves. Yeah, the yeah. one where you have to like run in the, like the course. Yeah, yeah. That when I first came across it, when I played that game, I had the hardest time beating that stupid fucking challenge. Because you have to like cut them off by millimeters just to gain a little bit on them. It's like, I mean, it is child's play, but <laughs> child's play for a god gamer. Yeah. <laughs> I would say I'm pretty good at the game now. I've beaten it so many times. Like, and it was so funny because it wasn't until like grade ten where I finally beat it for the first time. You should do a speed run. The thing is, I'm the only way I would be quantified like to be able to do a speed run is to practice the fucking the glitches that you have to do in that game and they're pretty fucking difficult yeah so i don't want to and <laughs> the out of bounds in that game there's yeah. so much yeah that's what i'm saying so you have to really know where you're going and mm. i don't know but yeah that's what i like in games if they're too hard i'm i don't play them to be honest there's a clip, I'm kind of a bitch there's a clip to get into a secret bonus level right or super secret bonus level or whatever it is what you know the final stage where you have to get like 110 percent. you have to get everything to go into the super bonus round that's what it is i mean like i sounded like a huge nerd right there but i mean like that's that's true there's like a skip where they do like a flutter jump and then dive in and oh yeah you can get into it any i mean like it's kind of like donkey kong uh for the 64 Mm -hmm. um where you like if you like extend your body enough oh in that game you can clip into like the levels i was just thinking about that game in general yeah that game's fucking hilarious dude it's a lot 
I love that game. I'm. You should watch this. Have you seen the speedrunning of that game? I haven't. I would love to. Though. It's fucking hilarious. I've showed. I practice. I used to practice Donkey Kong sixty four tricks. Because at one point, mm. I wanted to speedrun it. He showed me this one trick where, like, you literally like build up momentum, press something, and then you fly in the air like, yeah. like oh. this. <laughs> Dude, I'd like, love to see that. So how it works? I'll I'll show you after. Uh, yeah. I have it on the computer. I yeah, can you do can it. just emulate emulation. So how that works is. When you're running up a slope, Donkey Kong, if you do, you're trying to make it so that he swings into the hill at a fast angle. So you need to jump and do like an aerial attack. So he swings his arms over his head and he does a jump and then he'll land up the hill. And then you mash B because if you're moving forward and you hit B, he'll do a swing kick like, ooh, and he'll do a little jump with it. If you do it right the way he hits the hill is weird and mm. it can't place you on the hill or underneath the hill so you stay in that animation of the kick and you just <laughs> fly straight up i can picture the animation it's like literally like, it's so it's so funny it's like a backwards superman the like sound just keeps going yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> also do you remember the level crystal caverns Yes. I yeah. can get into that level with zero golden bananas. Ooh. Yeah, like you can get into most of them. Is that them. the one up the tower? It's uh, when you go and explode the rock on the side of the mountain. where The rock in oh, Donkey Kong's okay. ear. Yeah, 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 yeah. That rock doesn't actually exist in the game. Like, it's not a physical thing. They just mm. not don't expect you to be able to get there. Mm. So, like, if you grab, like, the rock from the outside is a thing. But if from the inside, you can, like, walk in and out of it, and it's not, a, like, a physical object. So if you grab a ledge and pull yourself up into it, it pushes you past the outside barrier, which is, like, because when you stand up, he pulls himself past the rock because of the animation. Mm. And then once you're out of the animation, you can yeah, free you're move inside again. the rock, so then mm. you can just walk out of it. Just you just walk right through the fucking <laughs> the doorway, and then there's the the. The banana walker guy who's like, you need 65 oh, yeah, yeah. or you know, go. Yeah. <laughs> you know how it goes like, bing, bing. and then he's like, <laughs> fuck that guy. You can no, I know. You can literally go next to him, jump as far to the side, do a long jump towards him, and turn around with Donkey Kong. And if you just hit B a bunch of times while you're standing still, Donkey Kong does his like three hit combo where he swings his arms around and shit and finishes it off by slamming them in front of him and you can get your fingertips in the loading zone and load into the level that's what i mean like you can clip in by just nicking like yeah that, yeah because they just make they make like barriers but like not enough where like you can like reach them because the game's so huge the game is like mm. the most probably the most physical or graphically intensive on the n64 mm. They were like Rare was pretty much known for that at that point with their Super Nintendo Donkey Kong games. Well, they like, needed yeah. you needed crazy. an extension to play Donkey Kong sixty four. Yeah, you needed yep. yeah. the extension the pack. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you didn't have that little red fucker in your N sixty four, Donkey Kong won't work. And but um, <laughs> one of the glitches I found for that this is like one of the few glitches I like saw and learned was like you know in the beginning cutscene, King K. Rule is like angrily doing his thing in this little like lab looking thing. Yeah. That's actually, like, under the main island. Like, that room where the cutscene happens. Is it? So if you, like, fuck your way in the water, you can, like, clip in. And that's such a cool little, like, whoop. 
I wonder if you can do that in real life. Dude, I I know about the, the clip world. you're talking about, the swim through shores. Where yeah, you just, yeah. Where you hit B and he swims like a little yeah, fish yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And you just go straight through the... I didn't... I've gone in through like all the things and mm. i never seen that. I may be wrong. I may be wrong. No, no. I, you're, you're probably right because I've seen it, I think. Fucking get him. <laughs> you're done. You're going to talk about that stuff? You think we don't know our glitches around here, <laughs> stupid? I don't think I, I don't got know the manual. My, you don't think I don't know my outside worlds of my worlds? You don't think I know out of bounds glitches? What is this fucking kindergarten? <laughs> Listen, I didn't just find speedrun.com out on my own, okay? <laughs> I didn't just fucking pull a 2215 out of my ass, bud. All right, I didn't. <laughs> so, I speedrun. To finish up my thing on the gaming industry, though, fuck you guys for putting out unfinished bullshit. You're fucking over tons of people. Yeah. One thing and I, I think you should stop too is like I am tired of the like post-apocalyptic guns aesthetics. I'm like, so tired of it, just, man. It's just like, come on. Yeah. I think it's too much of the gaming thing. industry is afraid to put out a child-looking game right now. Yeah. Like, Except yeah. Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, and I that's why Nintendo, Nintendo is booming right now. Yeah, they're yeah. doing yeah. really good right now. Like the Wii really U, good things. Nintendo falters. They have their the Wii U was not good for them. I thought it was a great system. I love the Wii U. Yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah, they didn't have. It wasn't popular. It wasn't though. popular enough. The Switch. Everybody's like, oh my god. For some reason, I just love the little wiener cons that you fucking play <laughs> but with. But also that screen that I've seen people play on the little screen. Oh, the and screen's it's fantastic. So nice. It's super nice. It's it's like an HD TV. But also <laughs> the games on that fucking console are consistently like A plus, A plus, A because plus. They're putting out finished games that they worked hard on. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. I think most people need to take a page out of Nintendo's book. They know how they've they've been in the game for the longest. I think out of everyone who's standing. At yeah, right now. yeah. And they've they've had their rocky times. They've they've some consoles just don't sell. That's just the way it is. But I mean, like, not to say like, the, Nintendo has pumped out shitty games, but they do that. They only give themselves Nintendo brand games. On certain consoles, have you ever seen that? Like the Switch, there's no third-party games coming out. It's all Nintendo brand games. Mm-hmm. Anything that's coming in isn't third-party. Like they'll accept third-party third-party from other people, but they will not branch out third-party. No. Which they've done that though for the Nintendo I love DS. That. I love that mm-hmm. though. They've given third-party privileges. Like you, there's 800 million Game Boy and Nintendo DS games because they just they don't. They take 20 seconds to make, probably, like, mm-hmm. in Nintendo's eyes. like, <laughs> But they don't limit themselves because those games are so quick and so small. They need that third-party help, and that's fine. The Nintendo mm-hmm. DS thrived. It was a great system. Mm-hmm. Not every game on it was a gem. Mm-hmm. That happens. But, like, on the ones that count, like the Switch mm-hmm. and on the GameCube, on the 64, all great all, all systems. All great systems. Like, I'd even, all say, Nintendo I'd even argue that the Wii was a great system. The Wii was I think a great it's pretty system. underrated. I mean, like, you got to understand when it came out. Yeah. It was revolutionary. It came out when the big two came out. Personally, I think the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3 were pretty good consoles, personally. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. probably the best thing that, I mean, that they came out with, honestly. Like, yeah. I liked them, except that marked the start of the aesthetic oh, I was did. just talking about. It did about mark. That, that was the time where everything changed. Yeah. And yeah, we were did. so okay with it at the time, yeah. but we didn't know that it was going to be forever. Oh, I know. 
We I, know nine years later we're still going to be playing fucking never, Left 4 Dead 2. And I never <laughs> thought I'd be appreciative of Modern Warfare 2 like I do. I know. I, I know. I, oh, I know. I do appreciate that game. Like It's a good game. It yeah. is. It's like, a fantastic like I, game. I, I, when I played it, I, just, I remember playing it back. Like I was like, wow, this is better than Halo. <laughs> oh, that was the big. That was the big thing back then. Yeah. Is it Halo or COD? Halo or COD. Do you <laughs> like being fucking retarded or it, autistic like it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah that game is so beautiful like modern War 2 is super fun super good stories great mm-hmm. colors i love the colors yeah i think game. that's another yeah. thing that's the only game that shooting game that i can think of that has that kind of vibrant yeah it's colors. so bright i love it yeah. mm-hmm. and when it's dark it's real dark yeah, that's what right. i like when you're in the gulag yeah and even the times. campaign like they they had to put a warning label at the beginning of that yeah. game for the third damn mission because mm-hmm. oh. you're in a mall mowing people down. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> or not a mall, just an airport. Really, like intense. Yeah, that, that's like a big risk. And, and that was after 9/11 too. That yeah. game came out after 9/11. Think about that. Holy I shit! I can't even it, believe it. I don't it. think it came out exactly after 9/11, but it did come out. No, no, no. no. I'm not after. saying like after 9-11 oh conspiracies I'm saying that game came out a long time after 9-11 and but like, they included an airport massacre in it yeah that's true like no it, it is it is it's probably the riskiest thing that's ever happened in gaming they There's, had to put that warning label like you can skip this mission I, I see the the yeah well the yeah my turning. inner contrarian is yeah, like yeah. well but I think you might be right <laughs> yeah like and that's <laughs> I think that that deserves the game its own merits, but it it is a great game. Mm-hmm. There um, is one game that's out that is like it's something like madness or sadness or something where it's you literally just go around and like murder people. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. like the you whole could argue like postal. Yeah, but postal. I, I think to the degree of effectiveness to do something that shocking but so effective. Yeah, like it's a. It was postal two is hilarious game. If you've ever seen any gameplay of postal two, what a fucking terrible. Can't like you like hilarious. piss in that game? Yeah, yeah you yes. can piss. You can flip people off. You can show. You can shoot cats at people. It's great. Um, yeah, specifically, you can piss on people. Um, but I have you ever played the game State of Emergency? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I played yeah. a bit of it. At, yeah, that's where you're in the, the mall friend. and you can just you can kill, kill everyone. Yeah, you just, like you're that's in the mall. whole point of the game. You just kill a, everyone. I did not enjoy that experience though. Really? That game? Not really. I don't blame I, like, you. I mean, like it's kind of. I think I it's not a great game. I think I enjoyed it when I was a kid at the beginning because I was like, "Oh, this game is crazy." I, didn't, <laughs> I mean, like you have <laughs> this to, you have objectives silly. in that game to progress, but I never progressed because I, I didn't I do with the objective. That. I got guns and weapons <laughs> and I just killed people. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's like at that age, what would we have done in GTA? Like, Get I, in a car and it, drive on the sidewalk. Recent, re- <laughs> recently, I got it for a gift for my buddy Jeff Toop. Because he has an Xbox, so I gave it to him, and when he was playing it, he was getting far. Like he was playing levels I've never seen, and I was like, "He's like, yeah, I'm just doing what the thing is telling me to do. Like I'm just completing objectives." I was like, "Fuck!" You didn't I thought this game was just like you kill people, you progress. Jeff, you didn't stop to kill people in the mall or something, <laughs> you weirdo. He's like, "No, Dylan, I gotta blow up these buildings first. And I'm like, "There's people around you, though. That's the whole point. You <laughs> There's kill people, them. people in that mall over there. <laughs> you got an AK-47, just mow them down." <laughs> Um, but uh, I just there's no there's not even games like that anymore though even like State of Emergency I even mean, like, though I don't think you can make games like that <laughs> they made it back then it was way more strict uh, back then I would doubt I would actually beg to differ on that um, 
I mean, like, yeah, we didn't know much about what the possibilities of gaming were was, but I mean, like, we didn't expect to have such a social, like, interruption on, like, life. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think I would contribute uh, gaming to, like, social media, like, equivalent to social media for, like, toxic behavior. Yeah. Like, especially in men. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would agree. Like, the access you have to communicate with other people is... It's un- whatever un- unrenounced. You, you know what I mean? Like you get mad at people in one lobby, you quit. You tell the next lobby you fuck their mom. It just that's the way it goes. But like, I I I grew up at around the time where I was. It was still pretty restricted for the Xbox 360. Um, like you have to be in a chat or like you can mute yourself. Mm-hmm. And I knew that because my dad used to play Counter Strike on the computer. And through that, what I would do is. Like, I would play, and he had a headset, so he'd be like, don't talk to anyone. Don't speak. <laughs> Obviously, I fucking said stuff, and I got chirped to shit. <laughs> um, but I learned that at such an early age, where the point where I was just like, if I don't hear what I like to hear or what I don't want to hear, then I'm just going to mute it. But I don't think that happens much anymore. No, and that's why everybody's so soft. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, too, when we were young gaming was happening there was a lot of discussion around like gta and all this Violence, stuff and like yeah how does this affect us and a lot of gamers took the stance of like it's just a video game it doesn't affect me in that way and that socially affects but you too. I, I think it's more nuanced ultimately yeah like it, it's not going to make us killers but like it does affect us oh yeah, yeah. at some level but it like definitely we almost it almost you. causes a, a like a like, you don't want to be that. Like, you're like, well, I'm going to prove them wrong kind of thing. And I think we all got that mentality where, like, well, yeah, the me- mm-hmm. immediately, like, you're like, well, video games promote violence. And you're like, no, it doesn't. So then mm-hmm. you're like, GTA is that game that you go to you don't to get violent. those weird feelings out. Like, you don't, just because I'm in GTA shooting down a crowd of people just walking on the street just for fun doesn't mean I'm going to go do that in real life. It's like... <laughs> It gives me the option to pull out a sniper rifle yeah. in down a street and then be like, man, fuck. And blast some heads. Like, you want to um, see someone do a backflip? You shoot them in the gourd with a fucking Baird 50 cal. And I think, I think that's where the creativeness... I want to go into another game. Uh, have you guys ever played... Um, fuck, what are they called? Saint, uh, Saints, Saints Row? Row. Yeah, yeah, Saints Row. Yep. My God. The... They got so fucking ridiculous in that mm-hmm. game. Like, yeah, but, but it like, was amazing. It was yeah. great. <laughs> it was like, I think that was the appropriate way of how to make games like how GTA is. I mean, like GTA is trying to be realistic, and I get that, and there's like a, a positiveness in that. Um, but I mean, like, cartoony and being violent works very I mean, like, self-aware. Yeah, super. And then I feel like we've always been fine with cartoon violence. I mean. I think they go hand in hand almost like cartoon and violence they do even they, in the days of the looney there's tunes. been violence in media since like who knows that's when. what i'm saying it's violence just like, is a curiosity but i feel like as a, as a society mm-hmm. I, I think as a society we accept violence more in cartoons than we do in like a real life like if i were to watch violence it's cool to see violence on like like uh live action mm-hmm. but like when you see action like violence in a cartoon i wouldn't say it's better but like we accept it more as like ah it's just it's just a cartoon it's just a cartoon mm-hmm. right yeah and that's the same thing with games it's just a game it's literally 
like just because but, uh, I play I'm, a violin. I'm saying is like Saints Row is really cartoony. Like the guns that you can kill people with, like yeah. the dubstep gun, or like you, you can the giant hit people dildo with a, bat. Yeah, a dildo bat. Like <laughs> I feel like the aesthetic they went for was super appropriate for the type of game that. Yeah. Like a, that kind of game. And it almost relates back to a cartoon in that sense, mm-hmm. like Saints Row, because like it's so outrageous that you're like, yeah, it's. Just, yeah, this would never happen. I can't kill someone with a dubstep. Like gun. I'm jumping and surfing on people. Yeah, but I'm also a black naked lady with an afro, like a purple <laughs> afro. Like I mean, like <laughs> running around naked with random blurs. Yeah, like you know, what I mean, like that's that's life. That's and there's aliens above the city. Yeah. So, shout out to Saints Row, underrated game, I'd say. Yeah, and uh, I, don't I don't think, think they release games anymore. They don't. I think they're not getting as much praise. I think they're the type of game that will get a lot of praise when it hits like a time where it's like, oh, that was such a good game. Mm-hmm. You know, or like, it's gonna be Saints like Row, like old, like an older game. Like it's like how I view, it's like how we're viewing Modern Warfare Two right now. Like, it's not that old, but I mean, like we're, it's old enough to be like, man, that was an underappreciated game or something. Like have that kind of perspective, like how we have mm-hmm. on like games from the GameCube, like Melee. Like oh my god, people, underappreciated. Melee is like the fucking greatest game ever made, and I mean, like, Tim, I can't you, disagree. Have you played Melee competitively? Yep. Not really competitively, but I've played a lot of it with friends. We yeah, should we'll definitely play some Melee. After we'll play. We'll play. So I brought my GameCube, so. Oh, okay. I, yeah. You know, we'll be down for that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's get into this hot topic that I am excited about because Dylan has cliffhangered me about it last time. Oh, did I? He was saying that you have. An interesting opinion about the Kendrick Lamar albums, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I would like in to the, hear in the way that he, which one he likes more than the others. So okay, I was thinking about this before, like I got <laughs> called up. You were like, "Do you want to do the podcast?" I, I was thinking about this he, in the show. He's been racking. He's like, <laughs> "How do I explain myself?" <laughs> this whole time he's been like kind of quiet because he's just like still thinking about. It. He's like, "I don't want to forget my opinion." <laughs> <laughs> so like, look, personally, I do enjoy Damn. More than I enjoyed Pimp a Butterfly. Oh, there it oh is, my folks. God, no. But but okay, okay. We won't be seeing Tim again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't necessarily. All right, Tim's muted. Oh, it's been a great. No, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Like I can argue which one's better, but I think Pimp a Butterfly is also great, and I it's like I I'm not. I don't think anybody's wrong to say that one's better. I don't even think Pimp a Butterfly is the best, so. I won't say which one I think is best, but okay. I kind of want to hear that. what you think is best because I have I want to rebuttal every I want to trifecta you know. rebuttal. You know. Yeah, that's true. He likes good kid, Matt City. Mm. I mean, I'm, like that's the only other one. Good choice. Obviously, well, it could have been damn. Listen to Section Eighty. It, it could have been damn. No, I have listened to it, but I mean, but like, are you really going to choose Section Eighty? No, probably <laughs> not. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I just think damn gets sidelined. It gets underappreciated. Like. People don't take it as seriously, especially mm-hmm. as like, like to pimp a butterfly is like this crazy epic concept album, which it does present itself more as that than Damn does. Mm-hmm. But I think Damn has its own merits in being an album and all this, and I find it gets a little sidelined as like more of a pop album or whatever mm-hmm. to demean it. But I really do think it's a great album. I I I agree with you. I think that Damn is a good album, and I like. What I liked about it is that every song kind of caught my head bumping. I don't know why. Like even if like I didn't like the lyrics, which I'm a, I'm kind of a lyric snob. Like I I like lyrics a lot, and I think they're very important to portray mm-hmm. a message. But like I didn't really give a shit about the lyrics in the in the damn album. I, I cared 
more about like what sound he was trying to put off and like I as long as I was head bumping I was like I was feeling good about the album and um could it have been the context that you put on what you expect from Kendrick in general I think I I definitely expected a lot from him after to Pimple Butterfly I was like my expectations were very high do you think that has to do with some of the negative backlash of for sure of damn sure i think people expected another super lyrical like the next like this was good i mean like my opinion is like he made section 80 pretty good then he made good kid messity was really good Mm -hmm. and then he made butterfly was even better so i was like well beg to differ this is gonna the next thing is either gonna be the worst thing or the best thing ever yeah i think yeah i think having that expectation is a negative like it, it it definitely affects my opinion which is why i I like the way he played it he didn't make another kind of epic Mm -hmm. he it it does catch you by the sound like that album does catch me by the sound a lot and i do i come to appreciate the lyrics more and more Mm -hmm. especially like that album i don't know if you guys remember there's this story at the end about anthony killed ducky that story at the end Mm -hmm. it really just like hits this pinpoint where i'm like damn like i know it's like cheesy but it's like it's true i'm always like it ends and i'm like whoa and it i listen to it again like i love that but i agree that the sound is really what caught me with damn that's what got me to listen to the album more and i think Mm -hmm. that's what was important because i do agree with you that the lyrics when i re-listened to it is when i started to care about Mm -hmm. what he was saying the first listen through like i remember this very vividly because I don't even remember what was happening that day, but I just remember getting a phone call from Dylan and he was just like, I'm here. And I'm like, what the fuck? And he like took me somewhere and we listened to it in his car. Yeah. I was (laughs) like, like, I had no other option that day. It was like, I was at metaphorical gunpoint, but like he didn't have a gun, but he had a gun. Like, I think what it was, was I was just like, I didn't bring something because I, I want to go back and get it. But then I also want to listen to this album. So Mm. Yeah. Was that what it was? It could have been that. Is that why we were... Well, we, I think we drove all the way back to my place, and then we I remember back. that, yeah. But I remember specifically, like, he's like, well, you we have to listen to this new Kendrick album. And it was damn. And he was really excited for it. So that's how I know, like, it, it must have been a huge disappointment for you. It wasn't... Or it just wasn't what you wanted it to be. I... I did a little bit of critical reflection before I listened to it. I had to understand that um, I know that it's not going to be better than pimple butterfly because Mm -hmm. i already accepted that that fact unfortunately i know that kind of sways my opinion but i mean like i already knew that i because i wanted to put myself in the perspective of like i think so highly of this album Mm -hmm. um and i don't think it matters that it's not as good as pimple butterfly i don't think it's as good i think it's good in its own merit and i think it's good it's a totally totally different i think i heard someone say that it, it was it was definitely a kendrick album like, To Bimp a Butterfly was a collaboration album more than anything, personally. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. It mm-hmm. takes all the brightest minds of our generation who are working in a certain specific field, like all the greatest jazz producers, jazz artists, and jazz like orientated like musicians that have their own community and have their own sound. He was like, I want that and to convey how mm-hmm. I'm feeling and that's what that was he worked with Thundercat he worked with Kamasi Washington he had uh, thun- uh, he had uh, Flying Lotus Flying Lotus produce yeah. some of his stuff he had so many people and like artists from his last album come over 
and sing the same kinds of things that he was he, that were good on Good Kid, Kid. Mad City. Yeah. Where I was just like, I listened to it. And I'm just like, I'm feeling this aesthetic. I'm feeling this vibe that they're giving off. I'm feeling whatever pain. Like they just they he understood what a certain level of music knowledge gets you in the way of you can conveyance and how jazz can give that conveyance and I think he utilized it to such a extreme degree and I think that's personally why it's one of the greatest rap albums of all time so now, when you wait wait hold on sorry not to cut you off no but worries. what you've said I feel like is exactly why I like damn more right is where it's like you're right damn is more of a Kendrick album it's mm-hmm. like yeah. took a walk the other day and I'm I'm just so down for that like I'm just yeah. so down to take a walk with this guy and go through this and that's yeah. that's the experience I get from that and you're right like to pimple butterfly is this great it's huge it's it's, it's an huge. opus like it's, it's huge. huge it's more than an album though it's it's more of a it's like a powerful message as well like he it's, he puts so much emotion and so much power behind the words it was a full black community Every mm-hmm. artist that he had collaborating on this album was black, mm-hmm. and they were, you know, they were they were enriched in the culture of being black and being an artist. Like all of them came from that. Like he had a lot of like artists who fought, whose fathers were great jazz artists, come onto this album and give their five cents or even ten cents or of, of like a melody that they play, and it's all genius because they're all like. They're all like knowing and they're like supporting him because he wants to create this message. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, yeah, let's do it. And that's how I think personally, that's how you gather a community of. But of that's minds. like a one and done thing, though. But like, like, I think it'll ne- something like that will not come ever for a long, 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 long not time. from him ever again. Not there, from there him. will be nothing. I'm talking about in general. I don't think there's going to be anything that big in terms of like how many great upcoming genius mm-hmm. people on one project it's powerful super that's powerful. the whole thing behind the album when you make an album with like that much power behind the words and that much like the storytelling in that album is like it's it almost makes you like sometimes i wanted to turn it off it's almost so sad like yeah. it's like and when like when i hear when you get that control you, when i hear you you is get what I'm, gets me every time when I he's crying i literally like like chills feel. yeah i just in his voice you feel the pain the pain yeah i mean like and like when you make something with that much emotion mm-hmm. the neck you can't do another one of those yeah like that's why i knew after to pimp a butterfly i'm like okay i can't expect something like this because good kid mad city is like the predecessor it's like what builds up to pimp a butterfly mm-hmm. he's talking about more of the gangster related shit into good kid mad city and then he goes into like the more deep problematic problems i would think in like indulges in like how the blacks were treated and all yeah. this stuff like yeah. in to pimple butterfly he doesn't go so much into that in good kid mad city and it it kind of they kind of set each other up good mm-hmm. kid mad city sets up mm-hmm. to pimple butterfly so perfectly that's, i'd say that's true that's very well. true that's yeah. very true but to pimple butterfly is not something to set up something else it's the that end is it. yeah that is it. yeah it's you know what I mean? The, one of the artists who worked on it, Kamasi Washington, he made an album, I think around the same year, called The Epic. And it's just this long love letter of like 
jazz and gathering all these similar minds, like all the ones that were in on um, Sapimpa Butterfly, all these minds were on the epic. So when you listen mm. to that, you're like, it gives you a whole different like side of that context behind. Mm. So I'd lis- I'd recommend to people listen to Kamashi Washington, the epic, because okay, yeah. that is just, I wouldn't say it's as good as Sapimpa Butterfly, but it really gives you a lot of context. I would recommend if you haven't listened to Kendrick just to go listen to his discography yes, because he is in one order. of the greatest minds of all time in Either the rap way, game. It's a great no, experience. I like do pose whole. this question. Would and to myself, really. Give myself because I'm trying to be more fair to Dan. Now that I talk so much shit about it, mm-hmm. I will I would rather him come out with damn than him try to top yeah to pimp a butterfly and try to give that same aesthetic and then fail yeah if I'd he failed it would be miserable than that, than that. yeah you know what i mean like try to top it mm-hmm. and you know like you can tell like, like you could admit that he's not trying to top to pimp a butterfly. no no i don't think damn is the next is like the next step of that mm-hmm. i think you're right that like it, the good it, kid it Mad ended City there to, yeah. do you think <laughs> here's another thing do you think he went underwhelming so then the next one will be like good again i'm not underwhelmed though i'm not either it's a different aesthetic it's it's sort I know, of but like just in the in the way that like how culturally it affected us and hmm. and i think even the way that well, we th- i don't think he'll ever try to make a cultural impact like that again i think he tried to send his message and it was sent and then he is now like okay mm-hmm. and he's sitting back and looking at the changes yeah it, that's true of and damn you have to be, too and then, yeah. you know that's tr- yeah because i mean like that album was can like about him like about his him solely it was about damn was about him like himself and like, i like that and his struggles i mean like th- you can't say it. i mean like to say that to pimple butterfly the to pimple butterfly wasn't about him is to be you know i mean that's not true but yeah it's definitely about him like it encompasses everything that's important to him like everything that's listed on there could be like an essential to a human i mean like love lust mm-hmm. ex- like you know sex god i mean like especially true with him like yourself mm-hmm. uh, i i think there's a quiet power I, to damn like mm-hmm. there's a more introverted introspective power to mm-hmm. damn um which is what i really come to appreciate with it and i i do agree with everything you've said with pimp a butterfly mm-hmm. and like talking about the context of all those different albums how they piece together just makes it all it more interesting makes it that yeah. much better yeah. Yeah. it's it's like yeah you Wait. just don't get that anymore, man. You don't get that out of rap. I remember. Anymore. I remember when that came out. I remember. Um, pretty sure Creed was Creed sent it to me. He's like, Dylan, New Kendrick, listen to it now. And I was like, okay. And I remember listening to it. Uh, and he posted this thing in this group chat because we were about to do a improv. Like we were all in a drama class together. He sent this one picture that Pat Patrick McCormick has posted, um, and it was like. It was like a picture of him walking by Suicide Hill. I don't know if you know where that is. Yeah. Yeah. He w- it was a picture of him walking by Suicide Hill, but Creed edited it so like his body was whited out and the background was like all black and the trees were all white. So like he like contrasted it a little bit mm-hmm. and then it was called and at the top it said hood politics. And I was just like, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. But then I was listening to it and I was like, oh, hood politics. Made a little bit more context to what he was thinking. And I felt like he that fit the aesthetic. What he made was a fit the aesthetic. But anyways, like I'm saying, uh, yeah, that album hit me immediately. Every song, like first listen, 
on mm, to pimp a butterfly great. is just too so powerful that like you, it doesn't leave room for the thought of anything like damn ever coming when it when you first hear that you're like what the fuck like yeah, this he's done. Th- these are he's bringing up all these crazy topics yeah and then like you're just not thinking that damn could even ever exist and when you're listening to it because it's like and it did come out almost like polar opposites not too long after the pimp butterfly i think it was about a year and a half that's what i'm saying like that one it came out at a time where no one was expecting kendrick lamar album damn i know Mm -hmm. and it released it's true i know you know what i mean like i was like i was like i was excited i was like really excited but i was just like thrown off i was like so that that also affected my opinion coming into it because i was like well he made this within a year and a half Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but like that should never—I mean, like creativity should never be measured by how much time you put into something, personally. But I, I get you. you yeah, know, it does. I, I agree with that. Like, cause MGMT just took like five years to m- release their last album, and that shit was dog shit. Nope. I I hated that album. <laughs> really? I listened. I've listened to it probably like fifteen times now. It's my current thing to listen to right now, and I can't stand it. That's alright. You're allowed. I um, I think it's. But I had this with congratulations, and Dylan got me out of it. Remember when I fucking hated congratulations? You didn't like congratulations. When you showed me it, I was like, I do not like this album. And then you showed me the intricacies. Oh, yeah. I I just describe things, and then you're like, listen for this. I came around on that one, too. Yeah. When I first heard that one, I wasn't sure, but over time. I even came around on the Alien Days one, whatever that day. Mm. Was it their... Yeah, yeah, that was their third... Was it just titled MGMT? Yeah. Or was it was self titled. Yeah, it was self titled. Yeah, I don't like that one personally. I, I actually even came around on that one. Like, I enjoy that one still okay. today. But their new one, I cannot stand. It's so fun. It's so, it's so synth it pop fun. 80s fun. But like, like, the first song on there is just like such a catchy fucking. Like, I'm not I don't know. They, that, that's fine. Um, I don't know. I. Uh, Congratulations to me was their best album. Yeah, I um, can agree with that. Even to even now, I mean, like I'd say that this one is better than. I mean, I'd say Oracular Spectacular is pretty underrated in the. Well, it's a great one. Agree. Yeah. I'd say it's like. I see most general reviews of that album, and it's all like, like it's so seven out of ten or six out of ten. But I'm like, no man, like that one has like that's a lot like of great eight songs out of ten on for it. me. Yeah, like it's it's solid. I'd say that this new one is probably on par with um, the Oracular Spectacular or even Congratulations because they come back and they make these really good hooks and songs that are fun to listen to but then they have like this textural like thing that they were trying to attempt on the album before on it uh, it's the self-titled but they mixed it so badly and that it sounds like garbled mesh like a mess and that it's not like properly EQ'd properly or like quantized properly or even like I don't know like a lot of the the levels are on the same level so it sounds like just a wave of like sound it's like cherry bomb almost um I think that came with lack of experience in the because this was the first time that they ever they ever produced their own stuff like this was the first time they ever mixed their own stuff not someone Mm. else so I think that was like a thing where they, they took a beating from that one. Um, I don't know. Anyways, 
I think it's a great album, the newest one. Uh, what did you, you've listened to it? I know that. Uh, Little Dark Age. Yeah. Yeah. I or was that Alec? I think Alec listened to it. He yeah, really. Yeah, I, I did not listen to Little Dark Age. I know of its existence, like the mm-hmm. yellow cover one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, I didn't. It was listen huge. To like on, when it came out, fucking 4chan, MU was like covered in it. Like everything mm. was yellow, and they thought that MGMT was doing it. So they were like, "Stop shilling your own stuff, you fucking." Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Now, if we're gonna go into albums, the last thing before Kendrick. Well, not even that. There was a whole era of great music, but it wasn't as the last powerful piece. And you can think of the connection here. It was Biggie Smalls, Life After Death. That was the last power piece for me in rap. Not as a whole album because there's some dog shit on it. I mean, like, you got to think about 36 Chambers. Um, You got to think about even anything that mf doom has done mf doom yeah i can't leave him out um, he just released something think with about Zarface. anything that um a tribe called quest came out with i think that just comes with down like deltron 3030 um anything by fucking uh what's their name who are the guys that came out of quemini uh in stankonia i can't think of their name because i'm an idiot oh outcast outcast like you gotta think about outcast too yeah like, they had a huge cultural impact. Honestly, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I would say My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Oh. Was, it's it's a pretty powerhouse it, um, production. Personally, not my favorite, Kanye, but I would agree culturally. Yeah. It was huge. I mean, like, Pitchfork came out with that 10, <laughs> and then people were like, holy fuck, dude. <laughs> Kanye's in. Um, but, like, that was a huge 10, like, to come out with. And I think that had, like, a huge impact on, like, I think that was the first time, like, a review impacted people's perspective on on Kanye. I have a controversial mm-hmm. opinion on Kanye. Let's hear it. He's autistic? I mean, like, <laughs> we're, not, we're not far from that. Well, he is mentally insane right now, but I think that Kanye is a better producer than he is a rapper. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I think... But he I don't can, think that that's controversial. He can pack emotion into his box. See, for me, his lyrics... I think it's less about his lyrics and more about the way that he conveys, mostly. For me, I just don't understand him. Like, I right. I don't under... Half the time, I'll have to go read the lyrics, and I, I don't generally like to do that. I like to, like, hear it, because the way someone says something is also important, not just what they said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... For me, I want to hear it, and I want to feel what they're saying. With Kanye... Well, you didn't hear that with um, Poopy the Scoop? (laughs) (laughs) What What are you talking about, man? That that song is fire, dude. (laughs) That song's a banger. No, I just... Kanye, I think he just goes over my head. He's either too smart for me, or I'm too smart for him. We're going to find out one day. (laughs) Hmm. I when I confront him, yeah, and either he lives or I live. That's, Watch out, Kanye. That determines the intelligence. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking kill you, dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, a, I'm gonna break a stick. I'm gonna break a stick like in Batman: The Dark Knight with the Joker, where he breaks the pool cue and he's like, "I only got one opening," and he throws it in the middle of three people. Yeah, I'm gonna do that, but I'm gonna throw it in the middle of between me and him. 
But then I'm gonna throw it closer to me so I win because I'm smarter. So you break a cue, you throw one, and you're like, we only got one position. <laughs> only one of us can make it out of here, bitch. In my company, there's only one position. It's me. What's going on with Kanye right now, though? I don't like, know. He's, I'm not, he is he mentally insane, anything, right? I don't think any, no, I don't mean like I that. Know. I mean like him as a person. Like know. he's crazy, I right? Know. I don't know. I don't know. There's too much speculation. Um, but all he I has, know is that he does have. He most likely has something. He, I think he has a dual personality disorder. Possibly. Who knows? Who's to say? Not that Other that like maybe, lots of people maybe have Kim. Kim Kardashian, you know, the greatest social media uh, I mean, of all time. he just has one hell of a relationship with the media oh like he does he, and it's like the him and the media <laughs> i just have problems it's an <laughs> yeah. abusive relationship the line blurs between like are you doing this on purpose is uh, at least i find like i can it's a publicity stunt yeah, yeah. I, I can't read the guy when he's doing his media stuff but i find with the albums i can kind of sink my way into those even though he's kind of off the wall and mm whatnot but well he clearly states that he's bipolar on his album <laughs> so i mean he yeah, might like, be bipolar well i mean like where was this on the other albums i mean but like i think this was a huge social statement that he was wanting to make especially it was tongue this, in cheek yeah for sp- sure i think it fit the aesthetic of the album too okay is this his newest album? Because I, yeah, I honestly just yeah, don't it's, listen it's, to him. I actively yeah. go to, like, turn him off when he's on. I And mm-hmm. I don't have – it's just like he's just not for me, right? Fair enough. Certain, like, I don't like the way he sounds. That's one big thing for me. Like, if a kid don't like how somebody sounds, it's hard to listen to him. Yeah. I don't like the way he portrays his lyrics. And I like him as a producer. I think he makes fa- fantastic beats. Mm-hmm. And I like all the stuff that he's produced, but – Mostly for himself, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, he self-produces a lot. And like, even songs like Power, like, no one man should have all that power. Just a beat in that song. That's a pretty good impression me. of him. Yeah, I, I got my Kanye impression on <laughs> So is that why you're like, you want to threaten him? Or you want to like fight between You're like, I, I could be you. <laughs> I basically am, you idiot. Um, he does great beats for Common, too. I don't oh, know if you guys yeah, listen yeah, to Common. True. But I don't know who that so is. Great. Um, another... He did B. Mm. Oh, it was like 2005 album. Mm-mm. That was a He's a talented album. rapper. He did, uh, he did one of SZA's. Like, I know he produced for SZA. I know mm. he produced for Pusha T. Like, he had that whole oh, yeah, the summer of yeah. like Summer EPs. of Kanye. Yeah. Yeah. Summer of EPs, baby. I, I, I'm a huge rap fan for like not the n- newer rap. Like, I'll, I still listen to new rap. There's a lot of newer artists that I do listen to, and it's mainly for that beat because the the beats these trap artists are doing now are just they're yeah. more they're they hype you up they mm-hmm. get you feeling like you're an animal in in the jungle and is that what it is i'm trying smash. to figure out what how to get into this kind of music My no they, there's like, definitely certain ones yeah. that are like just absolute garbage my cousin's really into uh, soundcloud rappers see this is where the line blurs because like like uh Everybody's version. fucking classified as a SoundCloud art. Just yeah. Just because you came up from SoundCloud providing you a platform doesn't mean you're like every other SoundCloud yeah. artist. Like I listen to people now who don't post on SoundCloud anymore, but they were discovered from SoundCloud. Right. And I there's think I'm there's just still these mumble rapping. That's what I'm trappers. saying. I think more about that. Like the mumble rap trap kind of like sounding the same almost. Oh yeah, they Not all sound the same. I mean, I. 
Maybe I have to give it a little more of a go. Or you know what? Maybe I'll, more of a research. I'll put it on I the trap that, playlist. I know that. I know that Alec is really into like. <coughs> mm-hmm. He just likes that genre. Yeah. And when we we used to hang out, he'd play a little bit of it. And I'd listen to him. You know, like I'm not gonna be like, no, turn that off, because uh, it's music. But, um, I just was like, I like ask him questions. Like it's how I ask other people that listen to genres that I don't really fully know about or appreciate. What are you listening for? What do you What do you like about it? What do you not like about it? What is it doing for you that some type of other genre isn't doing? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, like, Obviously I don't know. I don't know what it is about rap. I just like the way they put their words together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it's mainly rap. You never find slow rap. Not often. Uh, yeah. I mean, trap and rap are honestly quite different. They are. In a lot of they ways. really are. Like because. Lyricism in trap is not heavily, like the they're talking. That's true. It's not in the lane. I'm on the scene. Yeah, it's <laughs> more about. I'd say yeah, it's probably about the the hook or the melody. Yeah, really. I mean, like they really. The hooks are big in in trap. I mean, like if you got a good hook, I I'm not gonna deny you. I mean, like that fucking <laughs> fucking. I don't know. I don't think Travis Scott is one of these rappers, but I'd say that Young Thug. Yeah. I know that he does being, some crazy stuff. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, I know that he does some crazy stuff, but like when I first heard, I'm still gonna reference it because I talk about it more than any other kind of that kind of style. Is a uh, best friend. I think I, obviously that video is a huge hilarious meme, but I mean, I think that song is pretty good. I don't think I've heard that one. And isn't it like that's my best friend? That's go my best, best friend. friend. Yeah, pretty much. We go be I've heard that one. Yeah, it's it's not bad. A perfect example of a mumble rapper who has produced a song that I was actually like, wow, this is like catchy as fuck. Is Famous Dex? He dropped this song called Japan, Mm. and it was like huge on the hits. But like when I listened to it, I was like, whoa, this is just like way more than like what mumble rappers are. Like this guy, like he can't just sit there and be. No, that one's pretty good. Like pick that. I like he had to have worked on that beat because it's it's uplifting and it still brings almost the feel of Japan to the song. Mm. It's weird, mm. but it sound there's no Oriental sounds in it or anything. It just brings that feel because of the way the cadence of the song is. It's like it. That's what surprised me. I was mm. like, this song is like creative, but the lyrics are still shit. But I'm like, st- yeah, I'm still waiting for someone to like kind of make the the opus of that kind of genre where you go wow like i'm like okay now i get that kind of genre like i'm finally someone has made like i would almost say like those kinds of albums are like entry points into like a style like once one i'd say if like one album that you enjoy is like in a certain genre like i think it's a good stepping stone onto like something else similar Mm -hmm. i mean always yeah i don't know um yeah, I'm still waiting for that. For Have that, you listened those, to those trap? mumble raps and traps? Um, like as much as you think I would. Yeah, I, I <laughs> automatically assume that you had listened to none. Oh well, I mean, like when new albums. I mean, like I listen to albums every day. I listen to a new album. I try to at least listen to. It. I listened to mm-hmm. the new Billie Eilish recently. You've listened to the new Billie Eilish. Yeah, yeah. I heard a review that that album was very good. I liked it. There's a lot of positive reviews about it. Um. Yeah, it's not bad. I don't really like that girl as a person, though. I think she's kind of annoying. See, that's the thing. I don't know anything about her. 
other than her music? I don't know. Not She's in... like a very young and up and coming, like to the point where it's a little like you're kind of in over your head. Yeah, coming it's, over it's a little astonishing how young she actually is. Like when yeah. she blew up, she's she, 15. I was going to say, yeah. she's weird. and her bro- I think her brother does all her beats, mm-hmm. which yeah. was that's cool. pretty cool to me. Yeah, like yeah that's pretty cool. Everything that she's ever released, her, her brother has produced. And, and she's a good singer. And she's a good I'm singer. singer. Yeah. Um, and she probably means what she sings. Like, yeah. Um, there's yeah. a lot of speculation I think on whether she's authentic. Or not she, she's a industry plant. Um, which I've seen this. I've seen this. I believe she is. I don't. Maybe I believe that Chance the Rapper was an industry player. I watched too. her do this interview where she looked back on an interview before she blew up. Basically, I watched that yesterday. Right, and she seems like a basic girl, like a basic now, like a girl like it is kind like of in this generation. I, I guess that's a, not a nice generalization, but I've met a lot. Of, I work at a Tim Hortons, so I hang out with a lot of like girls her age. Not hang out, but like. Tim Hortons is like Dunkin' Donuts for you American listeners. I'm around that kind of, those kinds of attitudes and those kinds of personalities a lot. And I'd say like, out of a lot of the girls, like I'd say she's pretty like, like a lot of them. She fits the crowd. She fits the, yeah, fits the crowd pretty well. I mean. Which is not a bad thing. I mean, like there's charm to it. No, I don't think so either. I think there's charm, but. um, What do you think about Chance the Rapper? Because I know you listen to him. I loved Acid Raps. Me I too. did too. I thought that was pretty damn good. But his like, his college thirty day mixtape or whatever it was, I forget what it's called. The first one where it had um, brain cells on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that he had to have had some sort of connection that, because like he literally has no recorded music before that mixtape that you can find. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, he could be an interest plant. I don't know. I, I mean, don't care. He's great. I'm glad that he was. An I did like plant. acid raps a lot. Um, what was his one breakout three? It had like a big three on it. I th- I would say acid rap was his breakout. I'd say acid rap. Acid rap is his I'd breakout, but I mean like he got huge praise like Off as three. his best as yeah. as, uh, as his best album for three. And I have to come out with it. I'm, I I think I'm this also fan. this comes out with Kanye as well. I'm not I'm not into gospel. Like in, in, in my in my in my albums, mm. I grew up in the church, so, so I, mean, I mean, like, yeah, I'm a little indoctrinated. He sings gospel, like, did you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm in his band. He's in there with him. <laughs> He's singing gospel every morning. Got to sing those gospel minor seventh harmonies. Um, no, I don't know. Like, whenever I hear it, like, there's times where like I'm like really fucking digging it. Like, there's this pitched version off of On Sight. Like, where it goes like there's like this little break fart, like a little break from the song, which is like On Sight. On site, and then it stops and goes like, "But give us what you need." I'm like, "Oh, it's really good." Um, so like, there's times for it, but I mean, like, the album three came off like right away. It was like gospel. I was just like, "Oh, I'm not into this." Well, that wasn't really. Was that Coloring Book the new one? Coloring Book, fuck. Um, didn't didn't resonate with me. Right, that's what I'm saying. I didn't really like. I'm glad we all have the same opinion. Let's talk about it. I'm just exactly. I'm not a fan of the gospel aspect of it. Like, and like it was heavily in like in coloring book. And I think that it was a good album. I listened to it and I was like, okay, if that fits his like who his identity is and his culture, I'm all for it. But like, this is where my opinion comes in, where I'm just like, well, I just don't like gospel. Mm. Maybe I need. I mean, like, I'm not judging him for like i'm not saying like it's his worst album 
Um, I I like acid raps a lot more because it has a certain aesthetic that I'm I identify with. It's great. It's great. I really appreciate that album quite acid a bit. Acid rap oh, is good. probably his yeah. best one. Acid rain is like one of my favorite <sighs> songs. That song. It's a good song. That was like the first song that like introduced me. Like I remember when it came out, I was I, I went over to Joe Hyatt's because that's when Creed and Joe were hanging out. Like they started hanging out more, and I went there, and Joe was like, "Hey, you want anything?" I was like, and this was like around the times where I was like smoking for the first time. So I was like, "Do you have any like mint chocolate chip ice cream?" And he's like, "Dylan, that's the only ice cream I have." <laughs> <laughs> of course, <laughs> of like, course. One thing of that, please. <laughs> and Creed's like, oh, "I'll take a big you guys old have to li- Creed's like, "You guys have to listen to this new album." And he's like, so he puts it on, and we listened to the whole thing. And I was just like, by the end, of, I was finished my ice cream. And we, we were all, like, chilling. Creed wasn't smoking around this time, so he was just, you know, chilling, doing his own thing on his phone. Um, and I was just like, wow, that was really good. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to listen to it again. And I was like, okay. And then we listened to it again. I'd be okay with that, too. It was a great album. It was a good album. I think that was the first time. I think that was around the time where he was also I – th- I don't know how long he was into Anthony Fantano, but I knew that – he probably thought Anthony Fantano. The drop. Yeah, thought that the needle drop listens to the album more than once, and I know that he does because he did a whole interview about that, or did a whole video about how he listens to albums. Um, so listening, I don't know, like listening to albums back to back is kind of weird. Yeah, like it's kind of tiring, especially yeah. when you listen yeah. to like fucking sixty nine. Love songs by <laughs> fucking the magnetic fields, or even like any swans. Like album, imagine really. listening to the Lonnie Brew collection by uh, Frank Ocean more than once in one day. That has like fifty songs on it. Oh yeah, you were really into all his like little his little ditties. Yeah, like, I love Frank unreleased. Ocean. What did you? Th- okay, let's talk about one of my favorite albums of all time, Blonde. What did you think about Blonde? I thought Blonde was his best project yet. Me too. Simple. There's no. I agree. Yeah. If anybody has another standpoint, fuck you, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's that. All right, that's all we have to say about that. Blonde was great. All right, let's move on. Um, no, I think he definitely, when he released those two albums, I listened, obviously, Blonde more. Because oh, you're talking about Endless. Endless. Underrated. Yeah. Uh, very it underrated. underneath the radar too much. Mm-hmm. Very good album. If it had an actual album standpoint, like an actual like album page on iTunes, I would... Listen to it, but since I you have to watch a whole goddamn music no, video, no, he for released it. he released an actual release of that album, like it has its own album cover now, um, and it's and he remastered it to the point where it's like way better than perfect. The, I'll so, give it a listen. Uh, I can give it to you guys. I just downloaded it on my Google Drive. Now I want to change the topic because before we end the podcast, I want to end this podcast laughing my ass off. So okay. I'm gonna change the topic. Last time on the podcast with Graham, we talked about. The, our first time almost getting caught masturbating. I'm oh, going to yeah. change it up a little bit. Okay. I want to know, and I'll go. I'll, I'll look worried. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be worried, brother. This is where embarrassment goes out the window. <laughs> I want to know the weirdest fucking place you've masturbated. Weirdest motherfucking place I've ever masturbated. You know, I have to say, this is fucked. I have to say, I'd done it at my grandma's house once, and it wasn't. I, I'm, I've I'm done it at my grandma's it. house like fifty times. I, was I know, I know, say, yeah. I know, I know. I've, but I, like, I did it once, and I was ashamed of it ever since. I mean, I did it in the basement. I was just like, it was in that. I was in that mood all day, like of like, like I don't know. I was young, 
So Sometimes like, you just need to nut when you're that full, age. I was just full of, yeah, like... Pent-up, not-nutting aggression. Yeah, I needed that final nut kind of thing. And, um, yeah, my parent, everyone was upstairs. Like, my whole family um, was upstairs. And, like, and it's bad because, like, if you walk down those stairs, the first person you'll see immediately is me with my <laughs> pants down and my <laughs> cock in my hands. Uh, <laughs> And luckily, it wasn't. It didn't take long, so um, got the deed done. Got the deed done. But I'd have to say that I've never done it at anyone's house, or anyone's like I've never done it anywhere else other than my house. I mean, like I've nutted in other people. I mean, like other people's houses with my girlfriend. <laughs> but, Fair. But uh, I haven't. Yeah. You, you're not the masturbator in yeah. other people's houses. I got a good one, and I'm not ashamed of it. I think it's funny, so it's whatever. Um, but Aunt Pam, if you ever no, no. find yourself listening to this episode of the podcast, Turn I'm off. sorry. Turn it off. <laughs> Turn it off. You don't need just, to hear this. Just stop it here. You just well, you, you don't want to hear you this You want one. your life to be revolved around this? Go away, Aunt Pam. So Get the hell out of here. We do a lot of our family gatherings at our aunt pam's house sure. and this okay. is around the age where it's like you need to masturbate a lot <laughs> as a, a as a male sometimes you just have to do it like you get a boner and that shit is not going away until nut comes out of it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's what and it was one of those times where like my pants were rubbing up on my dick too weird and it was just getting to the point where it was like masturbation territory and I was I was getting sweaty. I was I couldn't sit comfortably. All I could think about was the nut. So I'm like it's a it's a family gathering. Yep, yep. There is so much family at this house. And like the bathroom. I didn't get caught or anything. I'm going to preface this now. But it would have been way funnier if I did. I would have hated it then, but it would have been way funnier for I thought them. you were going to come in your pants. The way no, that no, you're no. talking about. <laughs> you just kept going and you're like. Do it at the table. No, no, no. It gets better. It gets better. <laughs> so I make my way to the bathroom because I'm like, I got to pump out a nut, man. Like this, this shit, I can't. I got to do it now or never. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in there and I'm, I'm having a little bit of trouble just mind nutting. You know, when you're a kid, you can just nut to something in your mind. Sure, like sure. just think about something. You're like, all right, that's good enough. I just, it wasn't cutting it that day. So I bust out the National Geographic. <laughs> <laughs> the National Geographic fucking. No! The trusty. I find some picture of boobies in there or something. And <laughs> I blasted that magazine. <laughs> I, oh I fucking blasted that bitch. So if and Pam, if you're ever wondering where your National Geographic went, I fucking threw that bitch out because I nutted on it. No. <laughs> Sorry. You do a fucking nut tribute. <laughs> I fucking, you know, like, I was, actually, I was just going to bring up the nut tribute. <laughs> it just come on someone's picture. And then it's, oh, that's bad. That's all on, like, on 4chan, you can't avoid nut tributes. Nut tributes or, are Or even, everywhere. like, cock tributes. But fucking... So I nut in the National Geographic, but I can't just put the magazine back <laughs> in the fucking... I they, think you should have. <laughs> I think you should have. Like, someone goes to take a shit. They're like, let me see what's going on in the world on National Geographic. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was one of those pent-up 
aggression nuts. So it's full, so of, <laughs> full of protein. And it, it was a huge nut. Let's just say that. <laughs> it was ginormous. That was his final nut there. <laughs> it, was, it was final nut territory kind of quantity of, you know. Of so nutage. I take the National Geographic. I stick it in my pants. Like, and I put my shirt over it. And I, like, leave the bathroom. I'm, like, looking side to side, all sketchy. And I'm, like. I'm going to go for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> so, should have just threw it at some kids. <laughs> I just should have looked at my go, and Pam, just toss her it, open it up. <laughs> Page 52, baby. <laughs> I she left opens there it some... up, just slime. She's like, nice. <laughs> so I, I'm on this walk. That's a hefty nut. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I got to discard the evidence. I got to ditch the body. So I throwing it out was apparently not enough for me. I had to destroy the evidence. So I went and I, I walked around till I found someone that looked like a crackhead. So I th- would think they would have a lighter. So I'm like, do you have a lighter? They're like, yeah. And I was like, I don't know, what age are these? Like probably like close to 10. Yeah. Oh, so you're and very young. Yeah. I was not a young boy. I was I was a young nut. A young nut. <laughs> <laughs> but I was a young National Geographic painter. He was a butternutter. I was painting the pages white. But anyways, <laughs> so I get the lighter and I just light the geographic fucking magazine up. I look at him, I'm like, Thanks. And I just throw it on the ground and walk away. <laughs> so I wanna know. What that guy was thinking, or if he put it out and opened up the magazine to see what was in there and why I was burning it. See, if he did, I'm sorry, dude, all, that you all, saw all that nut. <laughs> the thing is, what you did left to all good possibilities. Like, all possibilities are endless, but all excellent. Like, <laughs> like it's just like, who knows what he fucking did. But like, Maybe he took it home and framed it. Yeah, like. He's like, I, I had a weird encounter today. I'm keeping this. <laughs> yeah, and the kid come, came in it. Like he, he, he nutted all in that, uh, that National Geographic. Now, what, Tim. Yeah, what, what about you, Tim? I ask you to throw your humiliation out the window for this. There's no humility. There's only humble. I don't Be think humble. I can top <laughs> the coming into a Nacho. <laughs> I got more. I can go back. <laughs> that, that wasn't the fuck, most fucked up shit I've done. He's saving those. Like, in, in grade school. This was grade eight. We would have like reading time. No. And this was the worst for just like not paying attention, just I'm sitting into this. there <laughs> with a huge stiffy. <laughs> and like and like So you know <laughs> what can I say? I'd go to the washroom, wipe one out, and then come back to class like nothing happened. No. But like looking back, like I That's a bravery nut. I though. didn't really know about like up tucking or really like hiding my boner. Oh, so, so you just let the tent get pitched. Well, like I, I would raise my hand and be like, "Can I go to the washroom?" And then I would just like get up <laughs> with a, with a huge erection. boner, <laughs> like just go to the washroom. And I'm looking back and I'm like, "Who knew? Like who put two and two together?" <laughs> Everyone knew. <man. laughs> the whole fucking class. He's like, uh, "What's the magazine?" Right? <laughs> <laughs> He's got the he's National like, Geographic got, in Yeah, you got the National you're like... <laughs> <laughs> Massive erection. You're probably still looking at it like... <laughs> he doesn't even tell her he's going to the bathroom. He's like, he's like yeah. <laughs> Just pitching a teepee. Like, you're, you walk next to him, you're like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I'll drop another. I'll drop another one because I'm I'm enjoying this. This is this is quality comedy here, but it's gonna take me a minute Little to think of boners. one. So Dylan, while I'm thinking of this embarrassing story, there is one story that I want you to get into, um, and it is a combination story. I want you to, um, I want you to tell them both because they're both equally my favorite. And I'll just preface this. I won't. I'll only I'm say two things. I'm talking about the vent and the noodles. Okay. We'll talk Take about it away, Dylan. We'll about the vents and the noodles. Okay, so... Have I've, you heard this? No, I haven't. But oh, this is perfect. This, will make this is perfect. This will make you hate me. Um, no. No, no. This will make you laugh so hard, man. So, I was very picky as a, as a kid. Like, mm-hmm. I would go through extents to... Like, I would be timed when I was eating. Like, I was at the dinner table for a long time. Because that's how my mom did it. Whenever I wouldn't eat, I'd sit there, and then she'd put a timer on. And it, I've never got past the timer. Even, she even counts to me now sometimes where she's like, three, two, or she still does, or this. like one, two, like as a joke mostly. But like, even, even when she's fucking joking, I can't get to three. I cannot get to three <laughs> or my fucking life will end. I know the feeling, man. Like when you're the kid and they're like, one, even two, and they're about to say three and you're like, fuck. So that was my punishment. After a while, after like many years of like that, I've noticed that my mom would walk away from me and I didn't want to eat it. I don't know why. I don't think it was the taste. I think it was mostly my stomach or my head. That's what I would be blamed for mostly. Just spite. Like not even that. Like they thought like it was all in my head that I wasn't hungry or something. Okay. So, um, yeah, I just wouldn't eat. But it got to the point where I started putting – there was a hutch next to us. And I started putting the food under there. So I threw the underneath the hutch, and there it went. But obviously food, not to me, but food rots and creates a a disgusting smell. Mm -hmm. I would put it so far in the back where, like, I would walk out after I was finished to, like, see if you can see under there to see Mm -hmm. the the piles of food. Obviously, I got caught, and the, the punishment was pretty, like, ooh, you know, but whatever. Um... So I had to take it to the next step. <laughs> so I couldn't put it under there anymore because they were checking. Mm-hmm. So my next option was was not what you think it would be. Um, it would be it would initially be a toilet, but it would be too suspicious. So I started bringing it to my room and putting it in the only place where I didn't think they would check. And it, that worked out for me a while. And it was my vents. Like I would open my vent and stuff food down there. So much fucking food was in these vents that nothing was like my room was hot, like like inexplicably terribly hot and smelly and very smelly. But like you know me being in there for so long and so many years, or not even years, maybe months, um, I don't smell that anymore. But like it was getting pretty foul apparently. (laughs) And it wasn't until like the new year where I went over to my buddies to go see the fireworks. But then as I was going to go see the fireworks, my mom calls Lisa, who's my, who are their friends. Um, and she tells her to drop me off instead of going to see the fireworks. And it's my family circle, like everyone in my, like my mom, my sister, my dad, all huddled around my, my vent. <laughs> did you, I want to know, did you, why didn't you just walk up, see him by the vent and run? <laughs> so I walk in <laughs> And, yeah, I mean, like, I had to clean it out. 
um, and it was very embarrassing. And I, the punishment was, you know, whatever. But that didn't stop me there. <laughs> that didn't stop me from trying to not eat anymore. There was one night, and this was probably the last time I've ever done this. Like, last time I've ever hid food. Like, this, that was the last time. That was it? Um, so what I did was I tried, I did the toilet thing this time. Mm-hmm. But this time I waited. So I stuffed a bunch of noodles. We were, we were having sp- pasta. I shoved a bunch of noodles. Have you ever seen that meme with the guy with the spaghetti in his pocket and he's crying? He's like, ah. <laughs> it was like that, but for me. Um, so I shoved up. I had two pocketfuls of fucking spaghetti. Like meat sauce. Meat sauce, spaghetti. <laughs> How did you not know when your pockets are all stained with meat sauce? Nah, you know, fuck it. Um, so, so I wait. And then I go downstairs to the downstairs bathroom and I dump it all in. <laughs> and then I, I go to the bathroom and then I, and then I go back to my room. And By go to the bathroom, he means pisses on the noodles. Yeah, I, I pissed on the noodles. <laughs> you gotta make it legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, you know, um, they have to hear me go to the bathroom, right? So my dad goes downstairs. Like I was, I thought I was fucking scot free. I was like, okay, cool. But then I made to myself, I, I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't do this anymore because that was a lot of food. So I started thinking about like that kind of stuff. It was getting around nighttime. It was like ten o'clock, and I was still in grade school, and I was, you know, I was getting ready for bed. All I hear is from downstairs, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> and then, all, and then like a pause, and he's like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fuck?" And then I hear, and then I'm like, oh no, oh no, no, no. And then I hear, and then, and then, and then you hope to hear your other sibling's name instead of your own. But it was me. Dylan, get the fuck down here. What the actual fuck? So what has happened is I threw all the noodles in, and then I took a piss on them, but I didn't flush the noodles. <laughs> so, so that was really good. So my dad's like, Dylan, I'm pissed off that you threw out all these fucking noodles in this fucking thing. But you know what I'm more pissed off about <laughs> is that you fucking had the audacity to piss on them and you didn't fucking flush. <laughs> He's like, how incompetent are you? Are you a fucking it? Like, oh my God, I've never been roasted so hard in my life. At that point, you got to take it though. I took it so hard. Um... And uh, yeah, then I, that was the day that I stopped uh, stashing food away uh, to hide. To He's a reformed man. I'm a different <laughs> man now. Yeah. He is not a food hider. I'm no longer a food hider, I promise. I throw it out. <laughs> Next <laughs> like time? A, like an adult. <laughs> Did you try the I'm not hungry? Like I'm full? Or Yeah, they wouldn't believe me. That's weird. See, that? that's where it's like... So if you're full... And they went to the... Okay, this is getting a little bit... But they went to the extent to prove me wrong about me having, like... Like, out... Like, I thought I had allergies. They they took me to the allergist to shove it in my face that I didn't have an allergy. Um, They went to take me to see someone, like a nutritionist. And just to throw it in my face that I wasn't... It wasn't, like... I don't know. Healthy? Like, yeah, like... They went through great extents to throw it in my face that I, whatever I came up with, like as an, like, an excuse to why I didn't want to eat, just to throw it in my face. So thanks for that, guys. Appreciate you. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know. Even now, when I look back on why I didn't eat, I don't know why I didn't want to eat. 
I legitimately room. think that I, I mean, like, it could have been in my head, but, like, I legitimately wasn't hungry. Right. If you're not hungry, you're not hungry. Yeah. What you gonna do? I know, right? I mean, like. But the thing is, I was picky and not hungry, so it made it, like. They thought you were they, just being picky. Yeah, they yeah. thought it was that. And no, was, I'm a picky I mean, like, eater, I too. Picky, so. I had the same problem, but eventually my mom just kind of figured it out. I was just like, I don't like this. I hate this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to eat this if this is in it. So don't yeah. put it in it. The thing is, like, everyone that you would eat their own things, and then I would eat something different at every dinner. So that's the thing where I would be catered to, and I would, I would, I would thank my mom for that because I mean, like, I do thank my mom for that when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yes, it did stop prevent me from um, probably growing into something like just accepting whatever was put in front of me because mm-hmm. I was catered to pretty much all the time. Um, but my my mom basically just pushed me to the point where now, like most things, I can just fucking eat it. Yeah, there are still a few things that I'm like, Ooh, no, <laughs> yeah, like you're not gonna like, eat anchovies. Yeah, shit like that. Yeah, and no. like I find that a lot of cooked vegetables, I'm like, yeah, really, I like them raw. Interesting. Give it to me raw. <laughs> yeah, you I'm look not, like a raw kind of guy. <laughs> I dislike vegetables in general. I'll still like eat them, but I do not like them. I do like my. I like carrots cooked. I like cooked broccoli. I like. I don't like cooked vegetables either. Well, that's the thing. I, that was those were the things that I was forced to eat. So mm. now that I think back, I probably should have been pushed a little bit more into my out of my comfort zone. The thing is, there have been. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I don't want to get too personal because then I'd be <laughs> exploiting myself too much. But uh, let's just say that it didn't end just at just me not wanting to eat. To save your embarrassment, Dylan, I don't think I've ever told you this. I'm going to drop it fresh on the podcast. Oh, no. I have a similar story to your food story. Do you actually? I do. So this I, whole time where you... <laughs> I'm laughing. He makes me I, tell everyone. <laughs> <laughs> he makes me tell everyone. And, and it is a great story. But, and I'm not ashamed because it's fucking hilarious. But like you got to laugh at yourself. Like you, know, you were saying, you got to laugh at yourself. Um, okay, tell me the story. Okay, he's excited. I can see it in his face. He's like, redemption, boys. Finally, finally. <laughs> All right. So I had the thing where, like, I just couldn't finish my lunch. Like, it was too much food in it, mm-hmm. and, like, I couldn't finish it. So I didn't want to tell my mom the fact that I couldn't finish my lunch because I didn't want to waste food. I, I don't know what it was going through my head. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to hide it. Like, like you, I'm going to hide the food. But yeah. it's not that I wasn't hungry. I could have simply just gone back and ate it later. But my dumb peanut brain at that time <laughs> yeah. was just like, I'm done eating, so the food's done. <laughs> <laughs> so I would get home from school. I'm still full from lunch. I'm like, all right, I got I to gotta hide this lunch. Yeah. So That's my mom's right. getting pissed because I'm, I'm misplacing my lunch bags. But I'm just leaving the food in the lunch and, like, chucking it in my closet. And like hiding, putting stuff over top of it. Yes, yes, I get it, I get it, I get it. So this goes on for a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) I probably lasted like six months. Oh, yeah, like enough time for that food to smell. Yeah, yeah. But I covered over top of it, so the smell was masked. You could only smell it if you went close to it. Like, you're Logic. Like, like if you open the closet and stick your head in, you're like, you're like what the fuck's dead in here? But yeah. in my room, it smelled fine. So I was like, this is where our story is. Like, you put yours in a vent, which ventilates the whole yeah, room. Yeah, like there was definitely a, pl- <laughs> <There's> <laughs> a device that was like, there's definitely 
not enough foresight that went into that one. Yeah, but yeah. mine too, because eventually I got caught. And so at this point, there's probably like 30 lunch bags in there. <laughs> 30 like lunch bags like like I, we're talking about like like you buy a like you know how like like a lunch pail yeah like those kind of lunch pigs yeah <laughs> that's, that's what I'm talking about like like, like <laughs> I just keep losing them I can wonder your mom's like stop misplacing like it's, it's my, big my mom's known to go crazy she's like she's like how does this fucking idiot keep losing his lunch bag? And I'd be like, I washed it at school. Or I'd be like, I left it at Scott's house. Yeah. And she'd be like, I'm going to go to Scott's and get all these fucking lunch bags you keep leaving there. <laughs> yeah, because he, he lived just down the street from Scott. Yeah. So, I'm outside playing. And my mom has a very loud voice. She used to just... You oh, didn't have cell phones as a kid. Yeah, so, yeah, she yeah. used to just go outside and yell. And then I would hear it from like a block away or three blocks away, like, <laughs> and I got, and then she'd give me like twenty minutes to like get home, and then like, in that twenty minutes I was good. I'm outside playing with my friends, or I was playing with just Mark or something. Yeah, Mark probably. And uh, we were in the field at what is called Kiwanis Park. Shout out to Kiwanis Park. Shout out to Kiwanis Park, where the hood rats used to slang back in the day. You mm-hmm. know, West Side Kiwanis Park. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So we're over there playing, and I hear my full name get called very angrily. Yeah. Very angry. Like, were you at the, all the way at the end of Kiwanis? Yeah. I was, I was no. by the Riverside Drive no. part of Kiwanis. And that, that's far from my house. That's so far. Wow. And I very clearly hear my name being yelled angrily. And I'm like, so at this point, I'm sprinting home. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not that kid who wants like I'm like not oh, that man. kid who's like I'm gonna show up at the last second. I wish I'm like I'm gonna just take it now, and get it over with. <laughs> I wish we could hear Mark's perspective because I bet because if he was there, then he would have been like, oh. Thing man. is, I don't remember who I was hanging with. I don't know if it was Mark. I don't know. I don't know who it was. I was hanging with someone. Hmm. But so we're playing, and then I just start sprinting home. <laughs> yeah. So I'm home. <laughs> my mom is like sweating like she's like looking at me like yeah you fucked up now boy <laughs> and she's like get in your room and i was like okay oh. and you have to like walk past them and you're like <laughs> i at this point i'm not thinking about the lunch bags in there yeah. i'm thinking i did something else stupid oh, no. and i'm like i'm in the room i'm like what's going on she's like open the closet and i'm like okay they had been taken out from hiding and like placed in a stack all the lunch bags no. and she's like i bought 30 fucking lunch bags <laughs> and she was like she was like why why are you hiding these lunch bags why are you hiding the lunch bags from me and i was like well, I couldn't finish my lunch. I didn't want you to be mad at me for not being able to finish my lunch because I was a really skinny kid. And she mm-hmm. was, like, worried about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, it's not that I didn't want to eat. It's that I would, would eat till I was full. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, oh, man, like, I can't eat anymore. Yeah. And I just wouldn't gain weight. Fast metabolism, whatever it was. All of the above. You're still really thin. Yeah. I'm still pretty thin, yeah. So, like, I'm like, I, didn't, I don't know. I, just, I didn't really get in, like, any trouble for it. 
because she, I told her that I was afraid to tell her, and she felt bad that I was afraid <laughs> she, to tell her. That's I'm I'm looking at that in the way that she might view it, and I would almost be I'd probably be like I wouldn't punish you either. Like I think about it in her perspective, I'm like I probably wouldn't do that either. I mean, like I'd be like you owe me. But she was really pissed <laughs> oh, about yeah. buying like thirty lunch bags because yeah, exactly. like back then they weren't like you couldn't get them at the dollar store. You had no. to go buy like a ten dollar lunch bag. So that's she probably like, spent three hundred dollars in that's, lunch that's, bags on things, something that you should never spend that much money on. <laughs> I'm I'm wondering if she ever like talked to like ever your mom or like oh, Scott's mom and be like, does your kid like lose lunch bags all the time? Because I'm freaking out. <laughs> you know, like that doesn't sound completely far fetched, but uh. But that wasn't the only story I have about food either. Oh, no. Similar, similar concept, but I was younger. Okay. So I was, like, really sick for a while when I was a kid. And my mom would still make me, like, sandwiches when she would go to work. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know where she was going. Or she was, she was really sick or in the hospital or she was working. But around this time, my mom got really sick. So she would make sandwiches or... Somebody would make sandwiches, and she wasn't at the house a lot because she was in the hospital all the time. So sometimes there would be too many sandwiches, or like I just didn't want to eat the sandwich or something. I just wanted to wait till dinner or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck was going through my head. Okay. But it wasn't lunch bags. It was just sandwiches and little, little zip, <laughs> zip box yeah, yeah. bags. So I had like a blue circular Rubbermaid storage bin that I would put my toys in as mm. a kid. So I emptied that bitch out. And I started throwing the sandwiches at the bottom of that and then putting the toys on top of it. Like you do. And so now that went on for even longer because <laughs> it started to get to the point where there was like 10% toys and 90% sandwiches <laughs> oh in the Rubbermaid storage. Like it was fucking thick <laughs> with sandwiches. I could, just like, so, I could imagine. Like, like the bottom one. What the like. bottom one looks like. Oh. Like you probably, you could <laughs> probably be, one. you could probably be growing like an ecosystem. Like, <laughs> with like the fungus that could be grown. It had whole new life forms. <laughs> what I'm saying. Like surprisingly, like I think because it had to do with something about the bent, but like none of the food rotted. Really? Like, none of it. Like, I mean, like, it went oh, stale, but I mean, like, it didn't. 60% of the sandwiches when I got caught were borderline black. No. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. Okay, was it the taste of the sandwiches? I, I don't know. What I don't kind know. of sandwiches were they? They were just ham and cheese. I would eat them sometimes. Like, I would. But I did not <laughs> like ham and cheese. Like, That's the thing. Like, sometimes I was just like, I don't want a fucking sandwich right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this. Put I'll, her in eat, the bin. I'll eat like three apples and then that'll make up for the sandwich. <laughs> yeah. And I'll chuck the sandwich in the toy bin. I won't worry about it. <laughs> so, but it was, I was lucky because my dad found it and my dad worked a lot. Like my mom was very sick. So he was working all the time mm-hmm. and he was way too tired to really give a fuck. He was just like, he was like, Alex, come here. And I was like, okay. Cause my dad is a very calm person. Mm-hmm. He, almost never has raised his voice at me Hmm. and he's like if you don't want to eat the sandwich just throw it out i don't want to throw it out when it's moldy Hmm. that was the whole thing i never i mean i got lucky with the food thing and never really got in trouble for it but like like that that seems like a whoa yeah there there was probably a good 
70 sandwiches maybe wow <laughs> i'd love to see that i'd love to see i'd just love a to greasy see bin. that <laughs> yeah. he literally I'll just took the toys out of the bin and just threw the bin out <laughs> <laughs> yeah why would you not yeah. yeah it's like that's what it is like there's the garbage pail right there now do you have any funny yeah, stories like say. this were it you, doesn't have to be directly you, you related said that to you food. were you weren't put you were pushed to the point where you would you would just eat anything well, my my mom is still like she takes her cooking personally. Mm. I'd say she seems so, like kind of person. Oh, okay. yeah. So, I, you I know, don't know her all that much, you know. but I mean, like, she's she seems like that kind of mom. Yeah. Like yeah. when she, we were we were recording one time, and she came in and we didn't hear. Her. We were like we were recording, we were jamming, and then we stopped. And then I pressed. No, I didn't press stop yet. We stopped, and then, and then Alec saw her. For, because he was like <laughs> facing the direction, and he says, "Oh hi," and she's like, "Oh, I didn't want to, I didn't want to say anything." Uh, but you guys were really good. Here's pizza, <laughs> and all of us were like, "Thank you." <laughs> pizza, yeah! Literally, you can hear all of that at the end of our recording. Like that. That's amazing. It was great, yeah, so dude. If you ever make a song out of that that like, goes on an album, you should leave that part in. <laughs> yeah, that is genuine so perfection. It is really nice. Um, hilarious i i wish that i had recorded some of the stuff like that i want you to continue i just wish that like Uh, yeah i had a video of these instances when i was a kid because they're so funny i don't know like with the food thing i would definitely hide food too but i can't think of like a moment where that all blew up you would just like get rid of it yourself yeah i would hide shit and get caught for shit like that okay I'd still get caught, but there was no, like, great mound of sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't a lot. (laughs) They'd be like, they'd catch the one time that you did it. See, I had a small attention span, so as soon as the sandwich was in there, I'd already forgotten about it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a void of memory. The moment you throw in, you're like... The moment the sandwich enters, it's like, you're like, uh oh (laughs) why am I here? What was I doing? (laughs) So we'll finish up with this story. Okay. So, Tim, take it away with... It doesn't have to be food-related. Oh, man. It can just be um, something, a funny thing that happened to you as a kid. It has to be funny, though. So um, make sure that it's funny. Make sure that I laugh or I'll be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Your podcast career depends on it. True. Um, I, I think the stories, though, while you're thinking, I'll just vamp. I think okay. the stories, though, that from when you're a kid, when those funny stories... Because you have no social construct of, like what's right and what's wrong or it's not fully developed yet so they they turn out to be way funnier yeah because you do the dumbest shit yeah like i wouldn't like yeah it's fucking stupidest shit ever like today if a little kid annoyed me because every time i hit him with a snowball he said you missed today i wouldn't jump over top of him and hit him with a pine cone but (laughs) when i was a kid to me that's the way that's going to yeah, solve the you problem. You were totally there for that story. That was, yeah, 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 yeah. I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> you probably think I'm such a fucking shitty kid. I'm fucking hiding food. You and still need being bullied to all these kids. Still need some time. I can drop a, a funny Mason story. I think you just, just pull one out. Just like, what was one time where you got, like, I think we talked about being in trouble with our parents. Mm. Do you have any time where you were like, I've never been this much in trouble? Oh, like what were the puni- one. What, was, what were the punishments like in your family? At worst, I'd usually get grounded. And what did that consist of? I remember one time, 
Okay, here's a, uh, this story. I don't know if it's going to have a funny ending, but mm-hmm. um, me and these three kids, we were like, we somehow made a game out of like, you know how there'd be fences, um, kind of like baseball diamond fences, yep. and you'd like mm-hmm. run out of there. Mm-hmm. So it was recess, and we'd be like, bro, I bet you can't like run across the street, go to the other side and come back. So we'd be doing shit like that, right? <laughs> and then one day... Well, actually, like, when it came down on us, it didn't come down too bad. Like, the, the vice principal or whoever it was was just like, guys, come on. Like, that's unsafe. Like, don't do that. Yeah. But then, like, our grade three teacher was, like, this really nice old woman who was, like, not having it. Like, she was like, <laughs> I did not expect this from you, Tim. And I was like, oh! Yeah. Oh, and no. I, and I remember... The, the um, singling out... Tim, yeah. you really disappointed me with this one. <laughs> <laughs> These two, I don't give a fuck, but Tim... <laughs> I just can't believe it. Like, it's like you're betrayed. Like, she has... Yeah. Like, she's like... She talks about you at, like... Because I could see myself doing this, like, for my own students. I could be, like, talking about them that way at home. Like, oh, man, they're doing such good things. And then you're, like... They're running across the street. I'm like, Tim. (laughs) Tim, please. Really? Really, Tim? Tim, You're going to do this shit, Tim? Right now? But, Tim... (laughs) You couldn't... You shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But, But, like... So, um... We all got in trouble, and we had to take notes home and get them signed. Oh, I uh, hated that. That day I got picked up, and we were going to go get Halloween costumes. So I was like, if I give him this note, like, that's, Before that's the forfeited. <laughs> like, that's, I'm, I'm not going to get a costume. And I was like, <laughs> that's I, appropriate. did you scam them? <laughs> so, so after, you know, we get the costumes, right, and we go home, and I'm like, I, I, I can't do this, right? Like, I can't give him this note. Yeah. So I go to my room, and I'm like, you forged I, it. I don't know cursive for shit. And, like, if I look back at that forge, like, that must have been the most obvious, like, wrinkly ass. Like, I have no idea no. even, like, what the hell is going on. But yeah, I forged it. And then somehow my mom got a hold of this forged note. And that was, like, boom. Like, yeah. that was a yeah. bad one. Yeah. Oh, like, damn. Yeah. I didn't – I was not expecting her getting a hold of the forged note, though. Yeah. That, that was Actually, luckily before – because I think, honestly, it would have been worse if it had gotten into the teacher. Because I don't think any teacher would have been like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think they would have been like, you're a fucking dumbass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Looks great. <laughs> I actually used to forge a lot of signatures. Mm. But my mom just did the, a big J and a P. And it was like, uh, I watched her do it all the time. I, I specifically would like watch her sign stuff. So I'd look at the way her hand moves. And then I just mm. did that on the paper one time. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to do it. Mm. And I did it. It looked exactly the same. Forged every motherfucking note ever. Oh, man. <laughs> that's genius. See, with me, like, I found a, something that she'd written her signature on. And mm-hmm. then I was like, okay, I have to really carefully do this. Which I think completely gave away that I had been, like, shaking. Like, <laughs> slowly. Just slowly the, the writing it out. Pushing the pen so yeah. hard against the paper <laughs> the, so the ink <laughs> comes out so dark. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the darkness of it. I've, yeah. got, I've got a good one for when... She, when you're in trouble but like this is the moment that you're really in trouble yeah and this is for everyone listening to this i was very young and very i had adhd as a kid so i was kind of stupid a little bit and partially i was just dumb in general but as a kid this is around range of five to seven i thought it would be funny to just go to the end of the driveway and show my dick to a car driving by so i was just like I'm like, they're just going to keep driving. They're not going to stop. So I'm um, like, I flashed the dick, the the hot two, and fucking 
Good enough, she stops halfway down the street. I see the reverse lights come on. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but I had done it with my buddy. And we did it in my driveway, of course. Of course, I can't run anywhere <laughs> yeah. because I'm already in my no. fucking driveway. But he lives next door. So he sees the reverse lights comes on. He looks at me and just runs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he totally ditched me there. Every I'm going to call you out for this. We're cool now, but Martin Palmer, fuck you for doing that. Uh, but anyways, so she rolls back, and she's like, come with me. Like, up my stairs, knocks on my door, <laughs> looks at my mom. She goes, yeah, your son just showed his penis to me as I was driving by. <laughs> and I'm just standing there, like, <laughs> some dumb kid. My mom just looks at me like, she looks at her, she's like, I'm so sorry. She's like, no, 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 it's okay. He's a kid. And she walked away, never yelled at me, but my mom, oh my God. That was, like, that. that's not the <laughs> longest I've ever been in trouble for. Like, I got grounded maybe for like a week. Or I got grounded from, I remember what it was. I got grounded for video games oh, for like a month. Yeah, that's a, and ooh, that was the one that killed. Ooh, for a month? Mm -hmm. Ooh, but I had one worse. My mom, the, the story... The reason why I got in trouble is not as satisfying as you're going to think it is. But I got in trouble for so long because I stayed out really late and my mom got really mad. And then she asked me why. And I was like 12 or something. And I was like, oh, Mr. O said so, which was Scott's dad. I was like, Mr. O said it would be okay. And she's like, I don't She must have been PMSing or in a mood or something. But she was not okay with like me thinking that his judgment was better than her mm. judgment um. she grounded me for the entire summer oh, oh my, my god that's, yeah that's hurtful i i was grounded for the whole summer eventually i got to like go out but i remained grounded from video games for the entire summer not to say i didn't play video games that summer i just went to scott and some played <laughs> but yeah yeah like, <laughs> but like at home i couldn't like when i had to be at home i couldn't do any video gaming mm. So that was a that was a dark time, all because I said, but Mr. O said it would be okay. Never have a such harmless words <laughs> caused so, so, had, so had much, much damage. damage to a child's <laughs> summer. I'll say that, Mom, if you're listening to this, you fucked up for that one. That one, that one was a little too harsh. Yeah. I love you, but get your shit together, Mom. Get your shit together back then, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Go back in time and get your shit together because I don't right. want to be grounded that summer. Right. I'm still mad about it. We're hitting 245 now. I think it's about time. I think it's a perfect time to wrap it up. 245 is our longest podcast, and I'm so glad it could be with my fucking favorite podcaster, Tim. And, yeah. And, and, and Dylan. Dylan, the <laughs> co-host. I hate him. I just despise seeing No, I love my fucking co-host, Dylan. I'm, I'm so glad that he decided to do this with me. Because I just asked him, and he had, I don't even, did you even have any interest in podcasts before I asked you about this? No, I've never listened to one. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, he was just like, fuck it, man. I just want to hear my voice. Um, <laughs> and that's a final closing. Uh, we're going to close, right? Or did you yeah. want to say something? I'm just going to throw some, the plugs in, the end yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. the yeah. plugs. If you want to, I'm going to drop an email prompt. We haven't gotten any emails from anyone yet. If anyone listens. Don't feel afraid to email. I'm going to read it on the podcast unless you drop a bunch of horrible words. Mm. But the email prompt for this week is what got you in the most trouble as a kid? Mm. I want to hear what got you in the most trouble. And you can send that to bigdoinkboybusiness at gmail.com. 
and follow me on Twitter. I tweet stupid shit and make fun of speedrunners and be an idiot on there. You can follow that at Boy Doink because Big Doink Boy was taken. Um, <laughs> do you, do we have anything we can shout out for you, Tim? Um, any uh, anything you're working on? Cinderella ninety nine. I'll say that. Yeah. yeah. Shout out shout out to Cinderella ninety nine. You ever see them? listed to play in your area you better go see it or i or will find you us. and kill you <laughs> we're gonna play anyways um, <laughs> shouts out to dylan for having the master audio interface that lets us put this podcast that's together here. that's all i'm waiting here that's why they allowed me on this podcast and um, because he's funny as fuck thank you and shouts out to tim for coming back after his experience on the first one i thought maybe he'd never show his face around here again but there's still um, trauma but you know <laughs> i figured i'd give it another go i, I still so wake much. up with night sweats but i'll, I'll come back for <laughs> another muster. one i'll muster i'm gonna assume that we will see tim again in the future and yeah. for everyone listening remember email us that at big business at gmail.com follow me on twitter at boy doing and my i stream on twitch Every once in a while when I'm not working, it's twitch.tv slash bigdoinkboy. The username, my YouTube is the same, just bigdoinkboy. And you can find the podcast on there. The new series I'm starting as of this week called The Morning Joint. And you can find all highlight clips. Maybe, I think I'm going to stop the highlight clip thing on the YouTube channel, but I'll leave that for the update video that I'm making in the near future. So... Everybody, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Whatever the Fuck This Is podcast. On the next week, Dylan is going to talk extensively about the different variants of Japanese tentacle porn. Thank you. That's very true. Um, Brian Wilson tried to make the best pet, uh, sound, uh, pet sounds ever, uh, and he did. 